We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Bandujo. It is the third week of Rom-Com Month, and we are doing a movie that has long been anticipated on the show, specifically by my co-host, Caroline Darney. We are talking While You Were Sleeping. It's me, it's Caroline, it's Ryan Nanny returning to the show. Uh, me and Ryan, fresh off first watches of this one, a movie that, despite having something of a twisted plot, actually works really well. Uh, I, w- I was truly impressed. This was a great episode. We got two hours for you, so I'm going to rush through this real quick. want to shout out a new patron, new, new friend, old friend, uh, JM. Welcome back, JM, to the Big Screen Sports Patreon group. And shout out to our, our producer-level Big Chill patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Trees, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Jason Alba, Stephen Debo, Classic Stadium Fire, Dan McFall, and Kevin Inkelman. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show, uh, participating in votes, uh, telling us what to cover on this show. They picked out two great movies for Rom-Com Month. Um, and if you want to support the show, if you want to contribute to... Uh, what we cover, get schedule updates, episode notes, things like that. Go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. And with that, this will be a short abbreviated intro because it is it is well past midnight when I am recording this. Uh, let's talk to Caroline Ryan. Let's talk while you were sleeping. But Jack, Jack gave me the perfect gift, a stamp in my passport. He took me to Florence for our honeymoon. I guess you might say he gave me the world. Peter once asked me when it was that I fell in love with Jack, and I told him it was while you were sleeping. All right, returning to big screen sports for the third episode of Rom-Com Month. It is by co-hosts Caroline Darney and Ryan Nanny. Guys, how are you tonight? Woo! I am so excited! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Caroline, what night is it? It's Valentine's That's Day. That's right. It's the it night is, of Valentine's Day. It is 10:26 p.m. on the East Coast. And three of us grown adults 
are podcasting. I called Nanny's bluff on this one. He was she like, oh, I can't do it till like nine central. And I was like, all right. And then I was late. And then Caroline I said, was bet. later than that. Bet. Let's bet. go. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect movie for it, too. I mean, the movie that for I think for a year, this has been like hanging over this podcast like a specter. Because of, Look, because of Caroline's works, because of Caroline's love for one man, well, two men. Bullying really. works. Two men, really. <laughs> two, two Caroline, men. you, I, I want you to know, I had never seen this film until <gasps> until I was asked to for this podcast. Neither had Kyle. Yeah. Neither had I. This is yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Bullying works. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be the lesson, folks. Ryan, okay. when did you watch it? I literally finished uh, part of why I was late is because I had to finish watching the movie. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So I was coming all, in had, amped, buzzed this, right this now. Is, this is why the pharmacy screwed me up. I was like, I have a plan. I've got plenty of time. Then I'm at Walgreens looking at my watch like, God damn it. Bill Coleman's going to screw me over again. Like watching it on a phone, like I holding a child. A hundred percent shut up. Yeah. It's on Disney plus now. So I know, I know. explaining to the pharmacist, like now I'm, I'm watching while you're sleeping for this thing I'm doing. I know it's Valentine's day and I know it's very sad to watch a rom-com in a pharmacy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know this movie came out okay. several decades ago. It's fine. <laughs> oh God. Uh, before we get into it, Caroline, what's going on at for the win? Well, uh, you know, there's tons of content. I don't know if you've heard about the content. Uh, we had the Super Bowl. I don't know if you were aware that was happening. Caught um, a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got a great recap of all the prop bets that hit. Purple Gatorade, man. That was a big upset. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> um, but now we're, uh, you know, into college basketball season, which is my time to shine hopefully um and uh who's your, we're gonna who's be... your sleeper who who should we be looking for to make like a, a run Ooh, that's a great you know i actually am leaning miami right now wow. Miami's a team that if they cam, cam heard that <laughs> no, yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm sucking up to cam uh no i, I think it's they're, they're one that like they were made the elite eight last year and i think they're better than they were last year okay, okay. depends on they where they fall in the whole big picture um but we're also gonna have some uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania content coming for you we'll have some creed 3 content for him and we still have some bachelor stuff going on so you know it's all the content yeah i mean i'm relying on for the win to uh and bet for the win to fill out my bracket mm. or and honestly just intuition i'm gonna watch like three games in the conference tournament and just fall completely wildly over and you will 100 yeah. percent outperform the bracket that i spend like hours on Absolutely. looking at ken palm and bart torvik and whatever other names you want to put together uh the other thing we're going to have soon is some ted lasso content yeah god <laughs> damn right that? we are what's that what's that <laughs> tedward tedward lasso never heard of him <laughs> yeah, sounds so like a will. nice man we will be uh, we will be shifting the content of this podcast aggressively come mid March. <laughs> um, Ryan, so uh, you appeared on this episode uh, or appeared on this podcast like two months ago, and then right no. after you you lost your job. This seemed link. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah seemed yeah, 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 yeah. like it seemed link, but uh, tell the folks where where you can find yourself every Wednesday. I don't. I mean, now I'm just like. Most of the time, just find me in a Nashville grocery store, wandering around aimlessly with nothing to. No, you can still find me at Shutdown Fullcast. Uh, we did today. We recorded our romance success episode. I'm very interested this. on this. Let me let me tell you. One of them is about 
um, somebody who said, as I was telling the woman that I loved about my feelings for her in a bar in Athens, I threw up on her and it worked oh, out. And they like, got to stop. Yeah. 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 So but we talked about this on the episode and it's like, you don't go to a bar at a college town and be like, Oh, nobody's going to vomit on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, there could be some level of expectation that you're not. It's not like out. going to like the museum of modern art and being like, surely here I won't get vomited. On. Sure, that would be awesome. Though. Right. Yeah, there you'd be more confused. Like, is this a thing? Is this art that's happening to me? <laughs> that that kind art. of answered my question because I was yeah. like, for people who are unfamiliar with the, with the full cast, like one, you're listening to the wrong podcast what? right now. First of all, what are you doing? But traditionally, <laughs> these themed episodes are disasters. And I was going to yes. ask, did disaster just naturally work itself into these successes? And that, so that seems ho- like a yes. Holly suggested, Holly suggested, why don't we try doing the flip side of this and doing unlikely successes? I will say some people ignored the assignment and set in disasters anyway, because Perfect. just muscle memory kicked in. There were also people <laughs> who set in what I think they thought were successes. Like throwing we, up on someone as you tell them. That's but, not necessarily, I know the outcome was a success yeah, eventually, sure. but that is not a success. <laughs> Listen, you say that the three of us are podcasting on Valentine's Day night. All right. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? <laughs> it's a fair point. The That's things are going point. great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're podcasting on Valentine's Day just a, a truly romantic movie with zero problems attached to the plot because tonight we are talking about while you were sleeping the 1995 romantic comedy Th- this is an interesting imdb summary a hopelessly romantic chicago transit authority token collector is mistaken for the fiance of a coma patient kind of undersells a few aspects uh, it was starred Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman, and Peter Gallagher, directed by John Turtletop, the director of Caroline's favorite movie series, National Treasure. Got an 81%. Got an 81%. Well, let me tell you, I looked at his uh, his Rotten Tomatoes, uh, his his directorial summary. It's It's been a slippery slope uh, for, for, for our guy <laughs> uh, since, since while you were sleeping. Yeah. Uh, Got an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh, as they say. Grossed $182 million. Sandra Bullock was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress for this movie. Uh, we used to be a proper country. <laughs> yeah. We, we used to believe in things. Um, before we get into just literally anything that's on the run sheet, Caroline, this movie is deeply important to you. What, yes. what is? When did you first see while you were sleeping? Like, has this from the get go been a, a, a sacred Caroline text? So I'm trying to think. Like, it was. I was probably thirteen, maybe somewhere okay. in there. Okay. Anywhere because it came out when I in '95, so I was ten. Um, so anywhere in that like ten, probably like eleven to thirteen range, I think. And there's just something that my sister and I thought it was the funniest thing ever and i don't know if it was one of those like one of three movies we ended up having on vhs type thing along with um uh robin hood prince of thieves like the kevin costner one sure of course (laughs) of course (laughs) um and my sister and i still my family we quote this movie almost on a what do you quote (laughs) <laughs> they almost every single meal that we will eat together someone says these mashed potatoes are creamy oh my god <laughs> oh my god 
like, my, and the, the lean, we say that all the time. Um, and a lot of like, hey, loose. Like, just. So Joe Jr. is the most quotable character in this movie. Joe Jr. is a, is a vibe. I, I texted you this when we were doing our watch along on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, by the way, folks, this is on Disney Plus, and Kyle and I and his wife did a watch party and had a group text going. So, yes, in case you wonder if we're friends in real life, Kyle and his wife and I have a group text. Yeah. <laughs> One most of which started when they went on their family vacation to Disney that I tagged along with <laughs> via text. Good. Yeah. Good. Normal, normal, stuff. normal, behavior. normal, normal stuff. friendship boundaries. Uh, so while we were doing that, I said that I need Joe Jr. in this movie and the character Richie from the show, The Bear. I need a, a TV show with them in those energies. And both Chicago should be easy to set exactly. up, right? Exactly. <laughs> Is that the um, so I watched like an episode and a half of The Bear before turning it off because I got too anxious. Um, I'm going to need you to the, finish like, that. Is that the guy that yells? At, yes. not, so he's not the main chef, but like the really mean other guy. He is. Uh, he who was also in Andor. Yes, he is the he's the one in Andor, and in um in the bear, his entire personality is just yelling, wearing track shoot, track suits, and smoking parliaments, and that is something that like <laughs> I thought about incorporating that into my life. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> Be the change, man. <laughs> Still time. Still time. Um, so, Ryan, I'll kick this to you. We can kind of just make this a group discussion because we kind of talked about it at the end of last week's episode. But is this the most morally bankrupt rom-com plot? Because we <laughs> we decided we decided at the end of last last week's episode that most rom-coms deal in a certain amount of deceit. This one, yeah, right? A, a pretty large amount of deceit. Um, yes, but I think it helps that the motive is at best unclear for most of the movie. Like, it it really goes out of its way to make clear that Sandra Bullock's character is, like, not excited to be doing this and doesn't really have a reason to. Like, she's not out to get uh, Peter Gallagher's money. She's not, like, trying to scam anybody. And and the thing with the grandmother, who's also the mom, I think that's the mom from Mary Poppins. Yes, my wife pointed that out. Which is super weird, but whatever. Um, like <laughs> Caroline they, they just broke. This, they, they add this fun element of like, oh, if you tell her the truth, she'll have a heart attack and die. Saul so, Saul says it's basically like shooting her. Yes. So so weirdly. <laughs> It sets it puts her in this like impossible moral it's like the trolley problem where it's sort of like if you do the right thing, another bad thing will happen instead. So I think ultimately it's not as problematic as I thought it was going to be. I would I would say the same. I was like I knew the plot, I knew what happened, I was ready for it to be like I was ready to have a lot of a lot of ick. And I yeah. was like this is about as sweetly as they could have done this. It, it's really, it's right. not like like we did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days last week, and there are two people acting problematically. We talked right. about You've Got Mail, where our, you know, our dad, Tom Hanks, is just being outright deceitful uh, in, in manipulating Meg <laughs> Ryan. Sand, I haven't seen it, but Sandy Bullock's in that other movie with Ryan Reynolds where they like have to pretend oh, yeah. to be... 
the oh, proposal. The proposal. Yeah, like, they're they're uh, intentionally misleading uh, immigration. Immigration. Yeah, that, that's right. a literal crime. Right. Yeah. Right. So so yeah, I think like on the scale, not not horribly morally bankrupt. No, because she also didn't start it. Right. So she saved his life, and yes. then in an attempt to just see him and find out how how he was doing. Yeah. Um, it was a complete misunderstanding that led to the whole thing it wasn't a she told someone something deceitful to 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 get these things going, oh so. i mean this whole movie is relies heavily on hearsay some, like Just how many here's the thing i didn't mind the initial one because i'm like all right we need to set up this movie but there are like at least three other scenes oh, yeah. where like no one stuff... verifies a single thing yes. with anyone else where someone hears something or sees something that is out of context and like takes that as truth and i'm like why do we have to do this throughout this entire movie hey if you hug someone you're fucking (laughs) (laughs) and that goes back to like every that's also a huge piece of like every hallmark movie yeah where it's like they're like i think this is gonna be it and like they hug they see them hugging the ex where they're essentially telling the ex like i'm i'm done with you yeah uh, because the woman is always like I see the way you look at her. Go right. get her, champ. Like that right. kind of thing. And then they hug, and that's what the woman sees, and is like, "Oh, he's getting back with her." <laughs> like you know that whole thing. Um, and so that's why that was one. That is one of my favorite tropes forever and ever. Because it's like, "Oh, thanks for this nice gesture. Let me give you just a normal hug." And it's like, <gasps> "There's, there's at least two parts where they're like, oh, she's hooking up with Joe Jr." Also, that is so insulting to Sandy. Yeah, there's the there's the pregnancy (laughs) like scare is the wrong word. (laughs) There's that, and it's just like I didn't really understand why they were like, no, this is great. We need to lean on this. We need it to be just mistake after mistake. The one mistake works, guys. Yeah, (laughs) it's carrying us through the whole movie. It's zany wackiness. Come on, Ryan. I I can can I? This is this is not a helpful aside, and I said I wasn't going to do this. I cannot stand the fucking score in this movie. It is it is so like light carnival music throughout, it makes and I'm just it so like, much it's so stupid. It's so I get it. It was the '90s, and this is how we scored in movies. But it sounds like, oh my god, fucking unbearable. Amazing. You're mispronouncing amazing. <laughs> so, Caroline, is this a Hall of Fame all-star starter bench warmer? Yeah. Hall of Fame. And honestly, I hadn't seen it in a... I hadn't seen it. State. She didn't yeah. even hesitate. Hall of Fame. This is probably my favorite rom-com. Like, I, I, like and I know really? that that's wild. I know that that's wild. I do. Um, But one, it's the, like, it is just something that I've watched my entire life and sure. something my sister and I have bonded over and, like, made jokes about and, hey, is it bothering you? Um... <laughs> And, but it's also, it, I think it ages well. There's no horrible, I mean, like, you know, the whole, the whole thing still stands where it's like, she's not being truthful with a family whose son is in a coma. But other than that, I think it like, you know, no horrible jokes, no, nothing terrible, no racism or terrible things. Uh, so that's a plus. <laughs> um, yeah, real upset that Joey Jr. Isn't like, oh, I know. Blurring here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good no. point. Yeah, no real, no real problems there. Um, and it's just, so the cast works so great. I think they actually have incredible chemistry. Sandra Bullock is at her most charming in this. Um, I will get into my thoughts on Bill Pullman and Peter Gallagher, of course. We know. Um, Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle is fantastic. 
Like, he is so good. It's just Hall of Fame. I just think it's so... It's so different from other rom-coms, in my opinion. It's still the same vein and all that sort of stuff, but I just... I love this one. I love it. Hall of Fame. It's excellent. Can I can I ask one question that I think sure. you will be well-suited to answer? Uh-oh. <laughs> what is with this movie's uh, recurring motif of watching people bust their ass... <laughs> I love it. I have no idea why it started, but there's like two, three instances. The kid on the bike is one of the funniest things. <laughs> yes, I heard that. So, I la- so that. last night <laughs> I busted out laughing when the kid in the bike busted his ass. Just bites it. It's just be. It's just b-roll of a kid on kid delivering newspapers <laughs> on a snowy day. Throws a newspaper and completely eats it. I went to look at the IMDb trivia. And the first piece of trivia is a paper boy is shown slipping off his bike. This was actually an accident, but they decided to keep it in the movie. In fact, the paper boy actor broke his wrist. Oh my yes! God! Oh my God! He left it in? Incredible. That's sick. Incredible. Oh, uh, oh. And we have the, the skater, the ice skater wipe out in the first and, like, Imagine, Imagine telling seconds. your friends like, hey, I'm going to be an extra in this movie. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> and then Andrew Hurst said like, Jeremy, did your part make it in? You, you like, wipe no, out. No, no, no. You're like, well, surely they're not going to use that. <laughs> you go to see fucking while you were sleeping at the movie theater. And there your dumbest moment is memorialized <laughs> film forever he comes into school with a cast like before the movie comes out they're like yeah. jeremy, jeremy what happened to your wrist oh well, you know oh, just no, a really was... cool bike trick off a ramp well <laughs> the thing is he's absolutely trying to sling the fuck out of that paper because he knows yeah, he's on 100%. camera it's like yeah it, it's like it's like a guy like a pitcher throwing for the radar gun he's trying to hit a hundred well, here he because he, you know what he was he knew they were casting for rookie of the year he's like <laughs> i'm gonna show off the gun a little bit <laughs> It's incredible. It's, so it's one of the legitimately one of the most random, hilarious things in but there, a movie. In, in like the opening sequence, there's, yeah, there's the ice a, skater bites the it ice too. Skater yeah. just eats it too. Like, love it. I hope. I hope that was movie? also just coincidental, and they're like, "Fuck it, leave it in." Honestly, if anything, I want. We'll do it live. I wanted more. I wanted like more people just unnecessarily <laughs> like eating eating it on the ice. It was great. It was just the most slapstick rom com. So. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of Hall of Fame All-Star Starter Benchwarmer, last night after I finished it, I was like, I, I I was it was a rush of emotion. I was like, that is an accomplishment, this movie. Because I expected to be far more creeped out and icked out by this premise. And it actually really worked for me in a lot of facets. And I texted Caroline, I was like, that's Hall of Fame. That's a really, really good rom-com. Like they wow. they don't do like this. And I think I'm this still, feels like a setup, like you're going to change your answer. No, I'm still there, but it is yeah. like, it's Fred McGriff getting voted in by like the modern players committee. Right. I'm just like, I thought it was such an accomplishment because it is the weirdest fucking plot and it lands and you feel good about it. How? Here's my question. Will you like left your own devices, ignoring Caroline's texts. Will you ever watch this movie? Again? I actually think I will. You do. So okay. My, my, Interesting. I will say my my wife likes it. Uh, okay. So that, that, but I think like if this was on, I would put it on. There are a few scenes okay. like I really enjoyed. Like I think this was a quality quality rom com. Um, you know, it's and it's like they don't really make this anymore in a theater. Uh, Correct. Like we've. I mean, it's been the running theme of of this entire month is like they don't do these anymore. This would be on Netflix. 
And it's disappointing because there's that uh, mid credit scene which hints at a sequel, which is just super weird. I don't know. If... No, I just did that. I, you... <laughs> God damn it. She made <laughs> He's like, wait, what? Like, hold on now. Just was, Bill, Pol- Bill, Pullman, Bill Pullman and Florence <laughs> just drive, wearing his and jean Nick, jacket walking around Nick Florence. And Nick taps him on the shoulder. He's like, I need to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> I think you would make a great president. <laughs> nothing but respect for my president. Oh, shit. When is it? What is Independence? Is Independence Day 96, 97? I believe it's 96. So he's like gearing up for the speech here. He goes from this to. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Man. And what they don't tell you is that Jack obviously was formerly in a pilot before sure. working with his dad in the furniture business yes. or sorry, the, uh, you know, re- the estate business. Yeah. Which that's not a thing you hear about anymore, is it? No. <laughs> Just using wall phones to call places to lock them clearing out someone's home after they pass Not to a, bother yeah. to bother the, the family <laughs> of dead people hi yeah i know this was like 20 minutes ago but yeah but that satay is <laughs> fucking sweet so do you think uh do you think when he when he went in peter gallagher's apartment when he like snuck up on lucy that like he thought in the back of his head like okay so if, if he croaks we're gonna get this out first and then we're gonna we're gonna grab yes. the TV. Uh, he had he had kind of a game plan. Uh, Ryan Hall of Fame All Star starter bench warmer on this one. I'm not gonna give it Hall of Fame. I'm just not. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I can tell from your, your questions and your attitude that that was gonna be the <laughs> all case. right. All right. I am willing to give it like who's a starter who like makes the All Star game like every five years or so. Like that's what I'm feeling here. I I, it's like I Joe agree Johnson. with you that. Sure. Like this works better than I thought it would have. I enjoyed everyone in it. I think the story is just so thin, so aggressively thin that like at times I was just like, is this really what we're doing here? This it only is lasts like a wild. week. <laughs> movie's like a week and a half. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, it benefits strongly from a condensed timeline, just like how to lose a guy yes. in 10 days. It benefits strongly from neither of these people having friends. Not a single is, good friend on with it either. It is of these essentially people. like if they made a season of Twenty Four a rom com, it would be while you were sleeping. <laughs> she she gets the worst advice from everyone. Oh. like when she's ready to make or do the right thing, the like older men in her life talk her out of it every single time but but also like i think mo- her boss her boss at the transit authority i think he's just like we shouldn't be having this con i'm trying to eat a fucking hot dog <laughs> i just want you to work on christmas do every lonely. day i have to eat my hot dog so you are a like young woman in your late 20s Probably yes, like, like <laughs> your only friend, like she's been there a year. Understand she's gone yeah. through some shit, but like your only friend is you. You've got the, the woman who you share the ticket, the, the Celeste, t- who Celeste. she that's should, who that's the most obvious person that you would be talking to about this. <laughs> but instead she's bouncing everything off the middle-aged guy. And then Jerry, my one thing is this plot only works if Peter Gallagher's character and like, we kind of get the hint. He, this guy is a monster. 
because he sucks. he's he's a bad he's a bad bad person. Okay, right. So right, he doesn't have the only person who comes and checks on him is the guy who has guilt over like removing his testicle. That's the only his office doesn't send flowers. That's true. He doesn't have a single person, single friend who comes in and checks on him and knows anything about his personal life. He's broken up a marriage. Seems like. He's a, uh, okay. He listen, said he's maybe listen. trying to, but okay. Sorry, go ahead. Listen, this is 1995. Okay, people don't have cell phones. Everyone's with their families over Christmas vacation, and so they don't even know he's in the hospital. Probably his office should, but whatever. He was going to work that day. It's true, <laughs> but they're like lawyers or whatever. They don't really care about people. <laughs> he didn't show up to work, and you're just like, well, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Him. Well, the one guy who did come maybe. was from the office. Maybe. So that's fair. Yeah. You know, like, who? you know, maybe they were on limited staff. And... Oh my God. You know who showed oh, up to work that day? Corporate America. The only pe- the only people with a with a with a stronger work ethic than Peter Gallagher were the guys who tried to mug him. Like it's Christmas Day, no <laughs> one's taking the train, but you know who's there? The muggers. Like they are they are there. It's just I don't even know at if like, they were mugging at like nine fifteen in the morning. <laughs> I don't even know if they were mugging him. They're just making fun of him for his scarf. It is unclear what their goal was. Do you think those guys ever got prosecuted? The movie strongly suggests those guys completely got away. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, Lucy's even the cop, even the cop is like, like, there's that moment early where the cop goes in the hospital room and is like, oh, I need to talk to you about this. And he's like, oh, I'll be right out there. She never goes and talks to the cop, does she? He's more more enamored with their potential love story. He's all for it. He's like, she's the fiance. So I think, I imagine that cop goes back to the precinct and they're like, did you learn anything? And he's like, ah, fuck, I completely forgot (laughs) to ask. But you're not going to believe this. They're just so cute together, guys. You wouldn't believe it. Um, no notes. Flawless movie. Couple bits of casting trivia. Ra- Randy fucking got caught up in the ro- romance again and didn't ask any witness a question. Why did we send him anywhere? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple like bits Randy of Randy Gruber all over. Randy again. Gruber. It's it's a distant cousin. Randy Gruber. Oh man! Uh, Apologies to any and all Randys who listen to this show. <laughs> You're all beautiful. Right. I'm just sitting at home, sad, crying, listening to us make fun of another Randy. <laughs> oh shit! Um, okay, trivia-wise, there's not a lot except for a couple couple interesting casting ones. Uh, role of Lucy originally written for Demi Moore. Ah, uh, no, that would have worked. No, <laughs> why not? So one one of the things that really works about this movie is Sandra Bullock. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that is un, like yeah I agree with that. I think you're being very uncharitable. Like imagine um, I don't know if I see her. In imagine any sort a few of, good like, men. Rom-com. Imagine a few good men. Demi Moore. Just like few, so I, okay, Peter Gallagher, Bullman. <laughs> no, but like you you get that like she's sort of like doing the frumpy thing and is sort of you know, like I don't know. It's hard I just to say don't because know if I see her as that charismatic because wow. her charisma and the like. You here's, think here's what it is. Support other women and <laughs> <laughs> No, I just think Sandra Bullock plays the like um oh, this anyway, I say this is gonna sound worse. Like the meek the it. meek, like kind of lonely, like mousy. insecure. Yeah, the yeah. mousy part of it. Yeah. Way better than Demi. Demi Moore is too confident. Like to she's be clear. Like, to be clear, the the whole mousiness of this character is whether or not she's brushed her fucking hair, <laughs> and how big how big the sweater she's wearing. Yes, is. incredible that's sweater. The collection. only incredible. That's the only like 
the she's all that of this movie is a fucking brush. <laughs> she, she dresses as like I do during the pandemic. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's around her house. Is the only like, person stop. she has to impress is the middle aged guy who's her boss, and that's it. Well, hey, do not sell Joe Junior's short like this. (laughs) Maybe she's actually, maybe she's actually trying to frump it up to like send vibes to Joe Junior. Like, go (laughs) away, just not working. Yeah, Joe Junior is out there sniffing her shoes. That's a level of horny that no sweater can get rid of. Like, he's a a complicated man, Joe Junior. I mean, first of all, to be so aggressively New York and live in Chicago (laughs) must be challenging. But hey, he's got an ice capades guy, so that's someone yes, you want to know. Right. That's right. I have questions about right. that. Like, who do you need? <laughs> who do you have to know? Like, who is your guy who's the ice capades guy? It's just the guy who works at the ticket counter. Yeah, yeah. it's somebody at the United Center. <laughs> um, couple, couple oh. different, uh, different male casting casting bits of trivia. Caroline, I'm just gonna rapid fire this for you. Uh, okay. Then unknown Matthew McConaughey chest- tested for the role of Jack. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Russell Crowe. And for for the Jack role. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is pre L A. Confidential Russell Crowe. But I'd like to think okay. that it's nice guys Russell Crowe, which would be even funnier <laughs> in the Jack role. <laughs> Russell Crowe. What if? Okay, so what if? Uh, what if Ryan Gosling's character in The Nice Guys is Peter Gallagher and Russell Crowe's character in The Nice Guys is Jack? Is Jack Gallagher. It's Jack, Jack. Jack Callahan. Whatever. <laughs> Better movie? Whatever. Not important. <laughs> Better movie? No. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford and Gina Davis initially offered this film. I would watch that. I would watch that too. I think Harrison Ford Harrison Ford could definitely pull off the Bill Pullman role. hundred yeah. percent. Yes. And he has the hair. Like the, the hair was such an important part of this role. <laughs> <laughs> like the hair should get like a like supporting actor. I have nominee. watched this movie a lot. <laughs> I will say just, last like, night I was like great mop on Pullman in this great role. mop. Yeah. It is like yeah. the perfect mid nineties mop that he's working. Like just perfection perfection <laughs> last little bit of casting uh both both these actors consider for the role of jack callahan james spader and dylan mcdermott dylan mcdermott would work yeah james spader so would dermot mulrooney for <laughs> james james spader would have been good for the role of peter i think i think yeah. so too i think james spader is buy too uh has too much smarm in him Smart. Yeah, he's he can play slimy too well yeah. for it for him to be the like on the blue collar furniture maker. It's like, <laughs> no, you have women in the basement. Stop it. <laughs> oh God. Um, let's take a, a quick ad break before because I will forget to put it in if we don't do it now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So this is something, Ryan, this is something we've been doing uh, this this year in Rom-Com Month. Just before we get into everything, do we actually, do we believe in this couple? Is there le- the, the couple we get dealt with at the end of the movie? How much do we believe in this couple? So I do believe in them as a couple. I have some questions about why they're getting married so quick. Like I, part of me was sort of like, isn't part of the lesson here that you shouldn't just jump into things like way too quickly and... <laughs> You know, it's okay to sort of have a relationship be built up. And the fact that it jumps all the way to like immediate proposal, immediate proposal in marriage. That was the one part where I was like, I could see this going badly. There's a lot that they don't know about each other still. Um, But as a couple, yeah, like I bought it and I was I was on their side by the end of the movie. hundred percent. They're going along. They're going the distance. (laughs) By, By what they don't know about each other is almost literally everything. (laughs) <laughs> my thing is this well while i appreciate that sandy bullock has like comes clean at her almost wedding to peter and and everybody seems to like get what happened there i would have follow-up questions i'd be like so is any of that shit about your mom and dad true <laughs> <laughs> like i would at least i would at least have want to do a little more investigating because somebody has just told you a very has been complicit in a very very big lie, and I don't know that I could just be like, well, I'm sure it was just the one. <laughs> sure, it was just that. <laughs> Jacqueline pointed this out last night, and like, so there was a conversation between them, between Lucy and Jack. So like, he proposes at the train station, and they it, they don't get married that day, obviously, because they're in a tux, wedding dress, and whatever, and. They're deciding where are we going after we get married or where should we get married? How about the train station where my brother died and or almost died and fell into a coma? Right. Let's let's right. let's do let's do our getaway there it's on where the track. Love story started. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. The, it's the cause factor no, of where their love started. No, it's not. It is not an important part of their story at all. It's where at you proposed. <laughs> That's also pretty garbage. She's literally trapped in a room, a, sir. That is a super cute proposal. What are you oh talking about? Oh my god! <laughs> Get down on one knee. It's more romantic. I do wish. I do wish she had just been on like autopilot because it's her last day, and she had just like thrown the ring with like the other tokens. <laughs> no, He's like, wait, no, fuck, no, god. <laughs> Look, they. So okay, fine. Point made. Whatever. They don't know everything about. Here's each other. here's my question though. You are Caroline, you're getting on the DC Metro. Okay. You go through the turnstiles. Yeah. And there's an announcement that's like, boop, boop. The next train will be delayed because people are fucking <laughs> getting married on it. That would be irate. Right? <laughs> like, well, you can't do that shit. You can't just like say, like, oh, sorry, this is our wedding train. The rest of you fuckers have to What if it was just running normal service, but they closed the last car? <laughs> 
may be okay with it depends on how crowded it is and also i would want to get in the last car and try to steal some cake <laughs> we're gonna steal the declaration of independence yes, yes that's right <laughs> i i mean i wrote this down i've never ridden the l but just imagine you're behind pullman and co when he's proposing and you're like I've got to fucking get on this train. Like, you guys need nice. to move. Nice. Why what is your whole doing? family here? What are we doing? It's fucking freezing. <laughs> Someone like fair jumps and then they get tackled by the cops yeah, in the background. hundred percent. The cop who didn't get the information on the, on the muggers. Yeah. looks good. Randy fucking comes <laughs> through. Randy <finally>. Gruber. <laughs> Officer Randy Gruber. Oh comes my God. Through. Oh shit. Whatever. They are so cute together. It's electric love it they, they like they are cute yeah, yeah. no you're right it, it's great it chemistry works. it works look they yeah. establish that she is his type she's a brunette it's <laughs> all you need all right i will say this i did like that i did like that she uh, somewhere early i think maybe when she's talking to comatose peter she says like i just want somebody that i can laugh with and they really do, like, I think a good job of establishing that Jack is somebody who makes her laugh and, like, doesn't take himself too seriously. And they, I think they, they, they lay the foundation for the relationship because it's not like when they meet up, there's immediate chemistry. He's super no. suspicious of her. Oh, yeah. He, like, is actively trying to avoid him. So yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good, I, I, I think it's a good sort of. Uh, it, it stands as a good comparison to her whole like oh I saw this man and I fell in love yes. with him even though I never talked to him like it, it is more meaningful the way she sort of falls in love with Jack and they have they have to get married at the end like it's not a rom-com if I they know. just like if he if he shows what if they up just like, went to Florence what, what if, if they he, just oh, went to no I'm serious what if they that just actually went to Florence? if he actually put instead of the token put like an old a plane ticket plane ticket that's yes. very cute yes um but like what you can't do you can't do like here's a gift card to Lou Malnati's you know what I mean like you can't you gotta like it has to be something big like it has because we don't want to Look, you know, we know they're not going to gonna make a bad Cubs team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like they're not gonna, we're not going to make. We're not going to get. Right. We have to get closure on this relationship, and that closure is that they get that they're so in love and they get married and everything's great. Because you okay. can't just have it be like we're going to go to Applebee's on Tuesday. Let's see what happens from there. You know, like that the doesn't two work people, out. the two places people go in Chicago, Blue Mountain and Applebee's. That's it. Nailed Cubs, it. Yeah, gets the Cubs tickets. I hear the Sosa guy is really something. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Yeah. No, I mean, the chemistry is good. They make a lot of sense. It's just like, you know, I, I, be I believe in it. I mean, listen, she like, she, it's not like she had anyone else breaking down the door, apparently, besides, wow. besides literally okay. Joey Jr. Wow. Like, wow. like, wow. Not, it seems you're like, saying she's settling for Jack? Wow. Well, it wow. just seems like it seems like both of them were on the perba single train until they found each other, which I think kind of bodes well. Like, okay, that is, I think that is true. Like, the way these characters are set up, it's sort of like, not only do they have no prospects, they're making no attempts. Yeah. To find any prospects. Okay, listen, we're hitting a little too close to home here. <laughs> listen, let's let's divert. Let's divert this just, train. If you would just fall on the train tracks, you would let the magic of love reveal itself in some unknown way. This, this train is getting a little too close. 
Uh, okay, let's then get into uh, let's get into three up three things that worked about this movie. Caroline, you, you lead off. What what's the okay, main good. thing that works about this? Yeah, I this is going to be a bold statement. I think one of the things that works for me the most is the actual love story is not just her and Jack. This is a story about family, okay. and it is the cutest damn thing in the history of the world because that's the reason that she doesn't come clean right away. It's I think they do a really really great job in a very small amount of time of setting up that okay yes she's this lonely woman living alone great got it but it's different it's the experience that she had with her dad she misses out on that they really hit it home with like that we need you to work on christmas because everyone else has things to do except you um which shout out to everyone else who's ever had to like stand duty or like work a shift on a holiday because everyone else is you know wives kids spouses whatever um and that was the thing that she was immediately enamored with. It wasn't even, it shifted quickly from Peter Gallagher to the family. Like it wasn't that she stuck around to try and see what, you know, what would happen with him. She could not fathom the idea of letting go of this family that she had at, especially this is a Christmas movie, let's be honest, um, at holiday season. And honestly, she just sounds that's beautiful uh, because that's the thing that the chaotic family scenes are all those are my favorite scenes like th- that every time when they eat the dinner and everyone's talking about random stuff or they're doing the gift giving and he's like, who's Uncle Al? Like, you, you know, Uncle Al. And they're just like kind of talking around each other, but enjoying each other's company. That is what makes this movie one of my favorites. Like, I just think that's the perfect like. It's so well done. It's so well done. And that's the even at the end when she like knows that she's in love with the other one um she's so worried about losing the rest of the family like, you know that's the the statement at the end like i became a sister a daughter a, you know granddaughter a friend oh perfect it's beautiful i fell in love with you you fell in love with me no no yes all of you i went from being all alone to being a fiance a daughter a granddaughter, sister, and a friend. I might have saved your life on the tracks that day, but you know what? You really saved mine. You allowed me to be a part of your family, and I haven't had that in a really long time. And I just didn't want to let go of that. So even though it was just for a little while, I will love them always. that is as emotional like a a moment when she's she's confessing that she has been deceitful to this family and like has has not been entirely truthful about her status with uh with peter gallagher and they that that's it's such a skill with this movie to take that moment like eventually they were all we we knew from the get-go eventually they would all they would all find out and like would there be this this blow up or would, you know, cause like whenever that happens in a lot of movies, whatever, like things are found out where it's like, you know, things haven't been what they seem. There's like the, Oh, you betrayed us. And then they don't talk. I never want to see you again. Exactly. Right. And yeah. then they reconcile. Yeah. And instead she turns it into this beautiful speech, which is like touching. Really, yeah. really but touching. then she just goes, then she yeah, just she's like, goes. <laughs> it's like the meme where the guy disappears. Like it's just, she looks back as they're all losing their shit on everyone else. Like yelling at each other, like Peter, what have you done? She's married. Like also couldn't be me. Cause I will say 
I would have like, as soon as like, he's like, that's Ashley's husband. I would have sat down and crossed my legs and be like, Oh, let's see how this goes. All right. Hey, (laughs) seems like I'm not the only one with secrets. eh? (laughs) Hey, that's why Peter Gallagher's hair is so big. That's right. That's right. Full of secrets. (laughs) That means the, the whole, the whole family like works. Like it feels like a real family. Like, um, I also like Saul. So, Ryan, I, I would bet you have seen Dirty Work, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. I just, all I could think, Caroline, have you seen Dirty Work? I've never even heard of this. So Dirty Work. Have you, have you seen, um, oh God, what's the movie with the fucking redheaded kid who's Problem Child? Have you seen Problem Child? All right, fine. Go ahead. All, all I could think of, Jack Warden is in Dirty Work. Around the yeah. same time, same age. Dirty Work is a, Norm Mac- a movie starring Norm McDonald and Artie Lang. And all I could think about every time I saw Jack Warden was the line from Dirty Work where he says, they didn't have all those fancy birth control methods back then, like pulling out. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all I could think of the whole oh movie. Oh my gosh. But yeah. Yeah. aside from that, it's just the most like charming family with Jack Warden and Peter Boyle, who like everybody loves Raymond is going on at this point, right? Like he's just peak rumble dad. Is it not? No, it, it I don't think it's. I don't. Yeah, that. I think I think you're like five years early. Oh for no! This. Oh wow! Well, anyways, it's just like perfect little family. He is playing the same character. Oh, oh for sure. I mean, then whoever was doing the casting for Everybody Loves Raymond saw this movie was like, "That's our guy. That's our guy. That's our dad right there." Yeah. Here's the real question: When did he do his X Files episode? Oh, oh God. <laughs> It's one of the best episodes. Clyde Bruckman's final repose. Oh, it's an excellent episode. He plays a like not fortune teller, but he he can see how people die. Um, and he helps them like solve it's a really, really good episode. He's actually a great dad in this. Yeah. The because there's the the plot of of Jack being, you know, afraid to tell him. Like again, it's another thing where you think it's going to go one way. You think he's going to be like upset about him, you know, not, not wanting, wanting the family, business, the family yeah. business. He's like, you fucking asshole. Like I could have sold this years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everybody loves Raymond started in 96. Oh, so, Oh, yeah, okay. So not, and so the not X-Files episode off. was 1995 as well. So wow. all of this, this was maybe his peak <laughs> big run for wow. Peter Boyle. Just kidding. He's in a, He's done a lot of really good stuff. I was going to say shade to young Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fine. Legendary, legendary. Yeah. Flick. Uh, Ryan, what else worked about this one? Um, I think I, I sort of, I sort of alluded to this in the morally questionable part. I think like the scene with uh, all the scenes with Saul that she has where he sort of the fact that he is specifically telling her like hey this family's important don't hurt them and also i like it, it like hey i know what's going on here but i think you should keep doing it really helps not make her the asshole because this person who's very important to the family and like has this deep knowledge of them is complicit in the whole thing or is at least like saying you i i understand why you're doing this and i think it's a good thing that you were or are are going along with it and that i think helps us not look at sandra bullock throughout the movie as like what are you doing yeah why aren't you why aren't you just like coming clean about this like that actually worked really well i thought yeah yeah that that's a that's a fantastic point also 
Saul being just running away from confrontation at every, yes. <laughs> every moment. <Yes>. Excellent. <laughs> She's like, where did you go? He's like, what, I can't use the bathroom now? Like... <laughs> uh, real big, yeah, I'll just do that tomorrow energy from our guy here. <laughs> yeah. And then when he does finally tell Peter, he doesn't even tell Peter. He's like, Hey, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Like, look, she's great. <laughs> like, right. Right. Just don't try and remember how much you like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best because like his idea of like, okay, so option a, I could tell the family, I could kind of break some hearts, but every, you know, it, it, it'd be a tough, tough pill to swallow. Or, I could shoot this ball from half court and see if I could talk <laughs> Swish, Peter baby. into proposing and no one ever has to know I told him to keep no. this up. Yeah. <laughs> Saul's a genius, man. Saul's yeah. a genius. Yeah. He's playing playing 4D chess out there. <laughs> <laughs> um something that Pullman's jackets, the, the great jacket oh, excellent. collection. He's got Excellent. the jean and his, jacket. And her he's sweaters. got like, the fleece, like the or the heavy, like yeah, the reversible jacket. one. Yeah, yeah. Dude, literally wears like the same three things the entire movie. Could get it. Love him. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Here for it. This is the peak example of like again. I saw this when I was like anywhere from eleven to thirteen. So not like you know. It's like that is an adult man. Cool. This is like a friend's dad that you fell in love yeah, with. Yeah, this is like, this is a, this, and at the same time, like, even like, I think my sister and I would joke about, like, they think that guy with the big eyebrows is so cute, like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that wasn't like anything that we're watching, it and it's like, ooh, he's so dreamy. Like, any of that adult Caroline is like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> love it. It's working for me. <laughs> this is my president. I need to. Uh, I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna read from the from the text. Oh good. Oh good. So, oh no. Last, oh, good. last night in our watch party, uh, is, is that what it's called? Watch party. Yeah. What? what yeah. Watch party. Uh, group so watch. Watch party. Our group watch. Our, our group text. Uh, at the end scene, at the, in the in the uh, the botched wedding, Caroline sends us a text that says, "Look how seething and sexy Jack is in his tweed. My He's fucking God. furious." <laughs> but it's also funny because he had she she like had the perfect alley oop or set or whatever sports metaphor you want to yeah. use in the stairwell. She's like, is there any reason that you can think of why I should not marry your brother? And he was like, no, didn't even hesitate. <laughs> idiot idiot's like no can't think of anything and inside he's like i'm in love with you <laughs> like it's just so obvious he like, didn't even need to there. say that though he didn't even just say i'm in love with you it's like no my brother's a big asshole like you yeah it's unclear if he knows that though right yeah did he know about the squirrels like i think <laughs> like i think he has been told that but it's relatively recent and the earlier when he's playing cards with him like i think he thinks his brother's a good dude yeah, I think because he does when he tells him when he says the thing about the squirrels, he's like, "No, don't say it." Right. Like, I don't think he knew. Right. Yeah, right. I think like, he, like I he think he, I think he's of... like drifted apart from his brother, yeah. but I don't think, I don't think the family has any inkling of like what a dirtbag he has become. No. Yeah, and he's not there that. for the proposal either. Like he is clearly, right. I. 
Th- this would that probably... would have been hilarious. Oh though. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if he's in the you back, know what like... would have been great if he had like peeked up from the tracks. <laughs> hey, back at the scene of the crime, he's scared. over on the side, like pretending to like. Eh. <laughs> Remember that? Eh. He's actually after leaving the hospital, he's gone full OJ. He's looking for the real perpetrators, the real, the real killers. <laughs> yep, that's right. He's... I mean, him but, not like... being a great guy works. Perfect. If he's even like a, a pretty decent guy, you feel bad about yeah. this whole situation. But him being a dirtbag, nope. it's just like, oh, cyber. No, I do feel bad about this. I do feel bad about this situation because he has this. He has what is appears to be this transformative experience where he's like, I recognize that like nobody sort of sits down with like, yes, he has the conversation with Saul about him being a putz, but he really sort of takes it to heart and is like, I have lived a bad life and I have yeah. made bad choices. And when he's talking, when he's proposing to, to Sandra Bullock in the hospital for real, like I believe him that he's like, this has been, you were there for, he says, you were there for me when nobody else was. And I'm like, oh man, what a fucked up thing to have to realize that like you've lived your whole life and pushed away all the people that could have been important to you and didn't make all these connections. And now you get this second chance. And then the rug is just pulled right from under him. And I like that probably fucks him up pretty bad. He's really the only one that has to deal with some sort of like psychological trauma from this because they literally allow him to believe he has amnesia. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. That is, I think that's the, and again, we can push some of the, a lot of this onto Saul (laughs) and Jerry and something, but mostly Saul. Where she's like, I gotta tell him. Like they think he they, he thinks he's lost his memory, but just in my shape, like that I am the only one that he does not remember. He's and in the span yeah. of like a week and a half, he's been assaulted, been in a coma for a week, bared his soul to this woman he doesn't know, got stood up at the altar because of his brother like it's a very bad time for peter he's had a tough week for bad time he had a tough week at the very least if you think he's like a real shitbag i feel like the the scales have balanced out for him by the end of the movie (laughs) he got he got like just the right amount of right yeah like yeah it's a great proposal it's a really really good genuine proposal Yeah. yeah she gets two really good proposals from the callahan brothers in my opinion, I know Ryan feels differently about the tokens, but no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. it's cute. I agree that it's cute. Mostly, I just didn't think the movie needed to end with another proposal. That's all. I'm curious what his proposal um, to Ashley was like because it definitely wasn't that genuine. Cocaine fuel. <laughs> Absolutely. See, just like completely unrelated. The amount of times that my sister and I would do the like, you've reached Cat uh, Callahan. Leave a message. <laughs> The number of times that we do the like chow thing and just the way that they establish it. I mean, it's just so perfect. The This is a very tight, what, under two hours. It's like, yeah, an, it's like uh, hour 40, hour, hour 44. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a tight run. It's perfect. I think it's perfectly spaced and timed. And they do such a great job of the show. Don't tell of like who Peter is when they get to his apartment. There's not a lick of color in the entire thing right. other than black and white. And other than the red wine on the counter, which is no, next to wait, framed wait, wait. photos of himself. The best, the the most telling moment in this movie is when she's going through his wallet 
Yes. And he yes. has the fucking photos of himself like in his tennis gear. They're like glamour yes. shots. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? I texted I texted Kyle and Jack and I was like, remember when people used to carry photos in their wallet? Generally those were like of their, of kids. their family, <laughs> yes. Your grandma, yeah, not you at the country club or on the ski slopes. That's, like that's again, that's the stuff psycho that perfectly, shit. perfectly sets up. Like this is very yes. like American psycho. Vibes. What scenario like, do those come up? Like, would you like to see me holding my skis? Hey, they didn't have Instagram, Kyle. How is he going to show people he went to Vail? <laughs> I think this is. I think this is just his like psych up routine when he's like yeah. having a hard day at work. He's like, but you know what? Look fucking killer in this tennis sweater, dude. Look at this. <laughs> you look fucking hot. It's incredible. Hot. You it's and incredible. Your, you and your one ball. <laughs> fucking amazing. All right, here's something that works for me is the way that they set up a lot of the like kind of luck encounters that Lucy has to get information on people like to continue this like when Jack's trying to get information. Yeah. I absolutely love that whole sequence when it's just like she knows what kind well first of all he asks what kind of ice cream he likes and she says baskin robbins as if that's an answer but she sees it when she's getting the ice out from hitting jack in the face like the oh he doesn't have a cat and then the cat comes around the corner like all of those things kind of like zany piece together things that like end up working in her just complete exasperation of having to keep explaining like oh i have your husband's stuff he's like he's not my husband oh that's right your fiance and then just by her saying like the accident he's like oh you think i did it on purpose (laughs) and then you get this tell me something that i don't no one else would know (laughs) it's pretty good look on the guy's faces when she's like they were playing pickup basketball and he had a pencil in his pocket and a smash double came flying (laughs) (laughs) she's like i'm a a lawyer we always carry pencils right is this true (laughs) yeah 100 percent. yep (laughs) just sharpened number two pencils and yep. gym shorts at all times hoop. Yep. <laughs> there's there's being a little out of touch with your family and there's being so out of touch with your family that you have a traumatic injury that invo- involves you losing a testicle and you don't mention it to a soul do you tell no. anyone though probably i, feel I don't like- i'm asking i'm like literally asking because i don't know what that communication would be like <laughs> i would because I, I can't imagine well, that's let's like talk a quick... let's talk through it let's talk... <laughs> like do you, you would at least call like dad or brother right? it's not like, like i'm not saying it. like you call little sister but like it's not like he what? got like a, a fucking mole frozen off or something like he had a testicle surgically removed there's more okay. room in his boxer briefs okay doctor comes to you and says like hey we gotta lop one off. Pencil just fucked pencil. it up bad. Pencil, Straight through pencil. it. Pencil. That grape. That grape is spoiled, my dude. <laughs> There's lead. <laughs> but good news. We've checked everything out. Like, if you still want to have children, you can do that. This is a pretty easy, like, outpatient procedure. We'll have you in. We'll have you out. Why do you have to go and talk to your parents that you don't otherwise talk to? Like, what's that's what's kind the, of yeah. What's the need? But that's like we're implying that that is a very quick procedure, which I maybe I've never I've never had a (laughs) urologist who listened to this show. Please email (laughs) Kyle and let him please get in the mentions. What land speed record is for testicle removal? (laughs) Okay, hold on. Don't Google it. How long (laughs) does it take to recover from testicle removal? He's on a list now. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, is this like a, like, 
vasectomy like ice pack for 12 hours type situation after surgery to remove the testicle most men can go back to normal activities after two weeks okay that's not bad okay that's you guys are babies yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's not bad okay so I, I guess, yeah, I guess he guess he didn't have to mention it to his here's, family. Here's the other thing you're saying, like, wouldn't you you're you're approaching it from, from the perspective of like my family is important to me. Yeah, you, you have a healthy relationship with your family. If you hadn't talked to your family in like a year, you wouldn't be like, you know what I should call them about my 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 missing nut. That's what, you that's, put it. You put it on. in your end of year like newsletter yes <laughs> yeah things got a little weird in september yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when randy brought a pencil to basketball <laughs> always randy <laughs> a damn it randy uh is there it. is there any reason for us to do the strikeout the worst or most head scratching aspect of this i mean it's this movie's perfect the most well, head scratching thing to me the thing that does not work the audacity of Jack to think not once, but twice that she is having a relationship with Joe Jr. <laughs> the once the, the first time actually made a lot of sense because he like, Oh, Joe Jr. Definitely lies. And he yes, does the hand motion too. But he, doesn't, but, he doesn't, but he doesn't know enough to sort of like, sure. like if, if he's just like, Hey, I'm just, you know, trying to learn more about this person I never met. And somebody affirmatively says, we are dating. We are intimate. And then like, does the thing. Yeah, and does the moment. Yeah, and does the thing. Yeah, the thing that definitely means you've had sex and you yes. know and how it works. That's uh, it's the Chris Farley, uh, me and her got it. Me and all. Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> but you can imagine. You can imagine what it be. No, you no, they didn't. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Fine. Okay. Then the second time. But still, I would be like, this is a weird thing to tell a stranger in the street. Like... The only thing I didn't really get, like, he shows up, uh, Jack shows up at her house and is at her apartment and is like, hey, I have your uh, uh, engagement present. And it's a fucking, you know, love seat. But I have to give it to you now. It's like eight o'clock at night. And no warning. There's been obviously it's been a stressful time for everyone. He's been like mostly mean to her for the past (laughs) two days. Like. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to give someone furniture as a gift, step one is when would you like me to bring this to you? Yeah. Would not, this match anything else in your house? Not it's here now. Open the door so I can leave it here. Like that, that felt unnecessary. Also, like, did he just leave the truck at his brother's? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of the, the physics loved, of this movie that are. Love that scene, though, where she comes up. She's like, I told you you shouldn't have parked so close. That's anyway, true. see ya. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Jesus. She yeah. was like, I'm out. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. I just had one thing. This isn't something that didn't work. I just had questions. Like, I had to write it down. When uh, Jerry is, is filling her with some more bad advice, he says yeah. the thing about when I told my mom I was going to get married, her intestines exploded. Exploded, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> exploded, yeah. Normally, you would say, like, she went crazy or ballistic or no, I, you know, she I lost her he mind lit- i think he means literally like her colon <laughs> so that's the thing did, did her colon blow up yes. and she died a horrible painful yes. death or, yes. or did she or did did jerry tell his mom i'm getting married and then she violently shit herself <laughs> i think it's both i think she shat herself 
as her colon was exploding. It's the last memory he has of the woman. It's really traumatic, and it's why he can't give good advice about romantic situations because just awful. He, he's reliving that moment all the time, <laughs> and yet he still eats hot dogs, which are basically intestines when you think about it. <laughs> Oh, it's just got dark. On that yeah, note, sorry. let's get into best scene. And Caroline, I'm going to yeah. lean on you here. Wow. Um, I want to. I want to. Uh, the opening montage. I just Jacqueline and I this walked will up. Be. Jacqueline and I walked up the aisle to that song. So I was like, and oh, this movie's off to a good, good start. Uh, they got the MJ statue in there in front of the United Center. So that was that was a nice touch as well. Um, so the first one I had written down is like Caroline. You can do the uh, the Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, like the the thumbs up, thumbs down. How we feel about these scenes? First, uh, I just wrote it down as the busted ass mugging leads to a coma. Like lazy potential mugging knocks him off, knocks him in the train. Sandra Bullock Great saves him, establishes everything. Yeah. Great scene. I will say I I do like the um, just from a quote standpoint. <laughs> when she talks to the landlord joe senior and uh she breaks his window and he's like what am i going to put on the insurance form and whatever they're still pissed about the fire we had when joe jr barbecued in the stairwell and she goes oh i missed that one like she missed the barbecue <laughs> he goes oh great sausage <laughs> no no it's perfect perfect spot and he's like again this is what i come back to and i understand that's his father but just for him to be like you know he's still single like that seriously seriously come on and he's wearing like the crop top white tee and like squats down for the plumber crack it's just like it's art it's perfect yeah yeah (laughs) it's art (laughs) um christmas at the callahan's which is the first it's like huge thumbs up yeah it's like this is well this is going too far Skip the house. Oh, let him. They, hey, they, hey, let him pick the scenes well, he wants to talk about. Well, I mean, yeah, it usually so, goes in order. Yeah, you, I mean, I always say if I if I miss one of your favorites, stop me. So the walk me the hospital. The damn yeah, meeting. So that was one where I was just like, I wasn't cringing, I wasn't tense, but I was like, oh, how is this gonna go? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I understand the plot of the movie. I understand that she won't just jump out and say like, whoa, 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 like I'm not his fiance. You guys have this all mixed up, but I'm like. Why isn't one person just asking one more good question? Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, I do. I love all of her like under the breath talk work, which is what gets her into this mess, which is sure. the, like, I was just going to marry him. Um, and she also has the same thing. Like when he finally on Christmas says something to her and he says like, Merry Christmas. And she's like, doesn't say anything, whatever. And she goes, you could have said anything like, um, Where's the nice coat? Merry Christmas to you too. Marry me. I love you. <laughs> Flawless. Um, but she was, she whispers or says under her breath, like he the the asshole doctor, excellent. The one who's like, Are you a family? No, then you can't come back here. And she's like, So you know, oh, I was just gonna marry him. And the the sweetheart redheaded nurse that just gets all of this in motion. But I love the scene when so then we get Randy the cop going on in that scene. We get the <laughs> angry older doctor who doesn't seem to really know much (laughs) at all and then you have the family coming in and it's just like the perfect chaos moment because um peter boyle's like this is my son how is he that's my son um and the like mother's mouthing words back like when the doctor says something like monitoring his brainwaves she's like brainwaves (laughs) 
<laughs> um, and so you just kind of get a perfect encapsulation of like who each person is. Um, like they weren't attacks, they were episodes. Nothing wrong with her hearing, like that kind of stuff. Like, um, and then the conversation with the she's like, next time you talk to yourself, tell yourself you're single and end the conversation. <laughs> They ask about Ashley Bart like Bartlett Bacon, pretty high and mighty for someone named after a breakfast meat. Anyway, um, that's the hospital scene. So in the hospital scene, Kyle, there's not a scene you're gonna go through that. <laughs> yes, Caroline's there is. Listen, like, I don't know about it. <laughs> go on the Christmas scene. Christmas so the, great. the Christmas <laughs> scene was. I I said this to Jacqueline. Like, I I realize I'm now getting a little older because I they they pan the camera past Peter Boyle and he's holding the cordless glue gun. Cordless glue gun. And yes. I was like, hmm, no I wonder how that works. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> will that take will that take the same batteries I have for my drill? <laughs> be useful. This is from Uncle Al. Who's Uncle Al? <laughs> Seems incredibly versatile. Um, that one. Is, that one there is, is sweet. no part of Peter Boyle that's like, oh, he's he's a glue gun user. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No, the the man does not do crafts. That's not his thing. Um, so Jack and Lucy meet, and that's kind of like that's a very that's a long extended sequence because it happens in the morning, and then it leads all the way into him questioning her throughout the hospital, and then like all the way into it. It's a very long sequence. I, I look at that as they first meet all the way to the testicle thing. Why? Why did she spend the night there? That's it, they didn't. Also, they couldn't give her a fucking bed. Like, she's yeah, just on a I couch mean, with a blanket. It was pretty. Yeah, I, I like. There I was really, a lot of eggnog. She didn't like the eggnog. She that's thought true. it sucked. Well, they like, had something else because that's when the Midge was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't drink, drink anymore. anymore. And I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I don't drink anymore yeah. either." Um, we can get into like why she's British. That's a very different okay. thing. Um, she's perfect. But but like why I I truly did not understand because they still don't know her that well, and she like is still. It feels like kind of on the fence of like I'm trying to like not. I, I'm feeling out this fraud. Why the <laughs> fuck did she sleep over? That was a weird choice. Just got hammered. There's no Ubers. <laughs> Is that not the most anxious sleep of her life? Yeah, you think so. Yeah. That sofa did not look very comfortable. And it's clearly high traffic situation going on in the stairwell. (laughs) Yeah, no, no chance. Um, They don't even give her like a, a, she doesn't even have like a bed pillow. I don't think. No, it was like, like, here's a throw pillow. You dumbass. (laughs) Wait, you're staying? (laughs) Jesus. I am absolutely. Dumb. I'm. I'm just laughing because I'm just reading my notes. I love this movie. So Enlighten much. us. Good. Um, like they have the whole. Um, so the scene at the, at the like you said at the his apartment, the whole thing. I love the scene at mass. <laughs> when he be nice, Pally. We're oh, yeah. in church. Yeah, like, that is a good scene. Yeah. Um, and then they go into the. Why does he have a TV? He's in a coma. <laughs> Uh, then she, like the Joe Fusco Jr. thing where he's like you stood me up and like puts up his sassy hands um, stood him up for ice capades the walk back from the entire walk back from the failed or the successful failed the move, sofa thing move, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the oh um, they're in love now two, yeah, two hours cute, walking around it is the cutest back and forth banter where like he's like so what was your dad like a lot like me dark hair flat chest <laughs> 
You look cold. Hmm? Huh? Cold. Only because I am cold. How about you? This jacket's reversible. I'm wearing the warm side now. Oh, I see. <laughs> you need a better coat. <laughs> this is my dad's. Oh, and he's probably freezing. He passed away. Sorry. It's not your fault. Passed away last year. I don't even remember my mom. Well, what was he like? He's a lot like me. Dark hair, flat chest. <laughs> what do you remember most about? Oh, that. Okay. Um, well, you like maps. Yeah, I live by maps. My truck's filled with them. I absolutely love that line. And also when he when they're doing the whole ice thing outside the house and he's like was that my pants or my muscles <laughs> just very middle-aged person um he, tore, he like tore the fuck out of those <laughs> but she was in that window trying to get a peek of those that's tiny true, whiteies that's when true. he was on the way that's out true. and she didn't um, offer it she wasn't like i have duct tape she was no, like i don't know like, good night fuck off <laughs> She kept doing that, which is my favorite. Is he catching a cab? Is he going back to see I, if the truck's right, not right. blocked anymore? So here's here's my thing. <laughs> I think Bull Pullman lives in the truck. <laughs> that chair, he just like sleeps in that chair he made. There is no implication at any point that he, like he clearly doesn't live with his parents because no. when he comes over for Christmas, he's like, oh, he says to like, his little sister, like, oh, I, maybe I'll spend the night. He never, like, there's never any suggestion that he has a place of his own. I think he lives in the truck. And I think this is something Sandy Bullock doesn't understand. And she's about to find out, like, oh, I married a man who lives in a truck. When they get back from Florence and she's like, should we move in together? And he's and like, he's like are news. you coming into the truck? When <laughs> we land and go to the parking garage, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do love- just for you I'll park in front of the nice gas station once a week <laughs> um, when she has one of the conversations with Jerry when she's trying to like explain that she I'm in love with Jack and he's like who is that which one is that he's like you can't join a family they're not the marines <laughs> but when he, when she says something like you're sick and he goes I'm sick you're the one cheating on a vegetable <laughs> flawless Jerry flawless no notes <laughs> Oh my god. Uh the scene where Peter wakes up, which is the the best part, like yes, they they gaslight him about having amnesia, like unknowingly gaslight him. But when Saul tells her he's gonna take care of it, and as soon as they walk away, he walks in the complete opposite direction. Perfect. Saul perfect. is Saul couldn't be less about that action. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible yeah. stuff. I also yeah. like both the um the pregnancy related scenes where she tells the family and again ryan to your point they're all like immediately like oh where did you hear this oh your random friend that can't pick up on any context clues okay cool let's just go all in on it um but peter boyle immediately is like go to your room (laughs) just because she told them that she was pregnant she just that's his like default like i was i was also pissed at her because i'm like you shouldn't like i don't know how old that character is supposed to be let's say like what 14 15 so yeah yeah you should know by then that if if you hear that someone is pregnant the move is not to go immediately tell everyone and family like i would have bought i would have been fine with that scene if she had like pulled her mom aside and said hey yeah but she's just so fucking casual with it i'm like you snot you asshole this is wildly rude of you (laughs) yeah that was a lot 
Yeah. But it also led to the great, like, because it's not good for the baby. Yeah, yeah. Which then led into the amazing, well, she says, I've had a really lousy Christmas. You've just ruined my New Year's. And if you come back on Easter, you can burn burn my apartment down. down. And then that goes into arguably my favorite scene, which is the lean. (laughs) Where he was like, well, I saw you in the stairs with Joe Jr. He was doing the lean, or you were doing the lean. And he's, she's like, what is the lean? And he's like, well, it's when, and that's when their chemistry is just crackling. Like they're just, you know, and then it pops off with Joe Jr. strolling over in his open tracksuit jacket. <laughs> go, hey, Luce, <laughs> this guy bothering you? She's like, no, no, it's fine. He's like, okay, let me know. Because he's doing the lean. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and then Bill Pullman's face is like, I told you. <laughs> lean, it's a thing. <laughs> so it is my absolute favorite. Joe Jr. is, the, it is New Year's Eve in chicago (laughs) noted cold place he has just like a thin button down on yeah yeah nobody is nobody is really consistently dressed for the weather in this movie yeah one of my least favorite um like movie tropes well if my mom has gotten me onto the one that when people walk around with coffee cups they're always empty and so after watching enough shows with my mom and she's like empty cup like every time (laughs) thanks yeah i got it (laughs) uh but second to that is like not properly used scarves like Mm. don't just wrap it around and then you have like this chunk of skin between like the scarf and like whatever jacket that is kind of v-necked or whatever you know like crossed over that doesn't do anything like shove the scarf thing in there you got to like bundle it up like wear your hats like yeah it was not a good like no, like hardly any gloves in this movie oh yeah barely any gloves no No. i mean like pull they warm in the booth like they had hats and yes, like that's fingerless, true. fingerless gloves. Though, which, what's the point? Yeah, looks cool. Like she, <laughs> so, she could work her smartphone true. in ninety five. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, Caroline. The snow globe moment. How hard does that hit for you? Oh, so cute. This is just another one of the things that he listens to her, right? Like he it's listens more proof to the that story. he lives in the truck. By the way. <laughs> Uh, this hit extra hard for me because I've now been to Florence, so I was like, "That's the Duomo." Look at that. Um, I think I actually texted that to Kyle. I was like, "I've been there. It's the Duomo." You did. Um, yeah, I did. Good flex. Is this the only reason we're doing this episode? Yeah. About so now I can say like, Florence. "I've been to Florence." <laughs> um, I can tell him exactly which place to go and get steak because um, it was delicious. No, the cheesecake I had there—that was what I had. It was really good in Florence. Was cheesecake? Don't did, ask me questions. It's fine. Did you accidentally go to Queens? <laughs> <laughs> what did you eat in Italy? Yeah, I took the train there. Is this not? Dude, I'm telling you, it was the best cheesecake I've ever had. It was so good, so good. And I had like just like a great pasta dish before it. It was so good and the Mets had a homestand there it's fucking <laughs> weird no it was definitely for us we went to see David the next day okay <laughs> but David like the guy that works the ticket booth for the ice capades David, it was David Wright Mets legend David Wright my favorite my favorite travel travel memory of all time when I was like uh, 14 or so my family took a trip to Paris and we went to the Louvre and I remember Paris, so Indiana. clearly. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> I remember so cl- so clearly these American tourists going up to a docent or a security guard or oh, something, no. and one of them said, "Like, excuse me, where is the David?" And without missing a beat, this French as fuck employee goes, 
Italy. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my god. That fucking rules. It was so That's good. Amazing. I was like, that dude had the best day to work out. <laughs> he got to go home and make fun of those people. Yes. He definitely went and smoked long cigarettes and drank wine at a cafe with judgy 100%. French friends all wearing black outfits. Like all oh, like man. all black or stripes. It was like you would not believe <laughs> You would not believe these stupid Americans. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Looking for David. Was his stupid statues. Stupid with statue. tiny penis. <laughs> Naked statue. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, <laughs> Oh um the the last <laughs> the last scene I had although I guess I guess the proposal is is one of Caroline's favorites I didn't write that down but uh, the wedding and the wedding solely for the look on Saul's face when she's walking down the aisle and he has that I may have let this get out of hand look <laughs> on his face. He's like, "Oh, this is getting real serious." The uh, um, also it's though, the, like, it's the, the I may have committed some light treason. It's like that. <laughs> who are who are the other randos at this wedding? Uh, like, can we please appreciate that the like hospital staff filled every role in this? There was a the woman, nurse there was a the nurse. organist. Yes, <laughs> that woman was the oh, organist man. at Comiskey Park. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Were you really? Yeah, the real life organist from Comiskey Park. Oh my god. See, this is what's happened. I don't know what's real anymore. You should. <laughs> that's and that's how Peter felt when he woke up. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Um oh. Yeah, the wedding the wedding scene is um uh, I especially like that she starts walking down the aisle with her coat still. <laughs> yeah. And the mom's like, that's to restart. And hangs it on someone's IV like yeah. stand. It does help. It does help that. And this was kind of unexpected. Like, obviously, there are other movies with famous like wedding that doesn't happen scenes. But the wedding itself is like a big event and it's a to do and it's in these like beautiful churches or whatever. The graduate is probably like the best example of the scene what I, that we've that we're familiar with. It really works. It really works that like this is such a dumpy fucking one, like so thrown together. <laughs> yeah. So like half assed. Like Again, there is no reason to rush this other than the um like lies. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Yeah, there's no reason to get married while he's still in the hospital. No, zero, not at all. No, it's um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I, not a good dress. No, not a good dress. (laughs) No, it's. I mean, she invited she invited Jerry on a post-it note, and I love that he's like, "Which one are you marrying?" (laughs) And this this part was actually kind of sad to me because it's just like. Never be so lonely that you will just marry the person that you're like, whatever, this guy will be fine. Because she was like, he's like, what about Jack? He's just like, he didn't want me. And I was like, that is devastating. One, you didn't actually like use your words and explain to him how you felt. So his reaction is not necessarily accurate because at the time he thought you were engaged to his brother. So, um, yeah. And I was just like, that's not accurate, but also very sad. But I think, but, but, but I do think part of it is she realizes that. Like, yeah. I know she's like, I can't do this because. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. But I think she also. Because she saw how sexy he looked in the tweed and was like, I can't. You in the fucking. Oh, my I God. Can't, I can't pass on this. 
this angry professor over here is really just doing <laughs> she's like i didn't know he had that in the arsenal right i had right. only seen uh, denim. Only he's seen got a third denim. outfit this yeah, i only seen the denim and the corduroy reversible god who knows this what changes in everything. the armoire in the truck <laughs> <laughs> he clearly built himself an armoire that is full of jackets that she needs to know more about. Full of dead people's clothes. <laughs> oh no, it definitely is. Definitely that definitely clothes. belonged to like that Allen house that you they were trying to like. Did you get the Allens? <laughs> Did you get the Allen? The man was a forty regular. That's right up your, <laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> Like, You're not going to bear him in that, are you? <laughs> We're missing one jacket. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. He's <laughs> like wearing it under his other like jean jacket. Anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to bury him in that. Fucking broke me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good tweed. <laughs> Oh my god. Caroline, what's the best scene in this movie? <laughs> Wait, did we hit any scene that you thought didn't what scene doesn't work? I feel like you didn't say any of them. God. Oh, I love all of them. It's a perfect okay, movie. Okay, I told you. It's a perfect movie. They all work. We could go through every single thing. Um favorite scene is the dinner scene. When they're okay. I abs I'm telling you like the number of times and it is the most random like the whole um caesar romero is tall caesar romero is in spanish and is, is that the one where he says, says he uh, argentina is famous for beef and nazis <laughs> yes <laughs> because also it also cements that while they love the the family and this stuff going on her and jack sitting across from each other noting that this is an absolutely ridiculous hilarious conversation going on around them she's like oh these mashed potatoes are so creamy <laughs> like that's i'm telling you every thanksgiving that is said in the darney household every thanksgiving anytime mashed potatoes are made sometimes anytime the conversation goes slightly off the rails at one of our like family dinners and we're all together someone will say that like it is it is has been for the, as long as I can remember a quote that is said in our house, which again is why I love this movie so much. But just that whole, my sister will do the whole thing. Like I didn't say he was tall. Well, what did you say? I said he was Spanish. Like, it's just I don't even know who Cesar Romero is. All I know is he's tall. Ryan, what's the best? Or he's scene not in this tall. Movie? There you go. Um, the best scene in this movie is probably the wedding. The, the 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 speech is so good and the speech is so like caroline's right the fact that it comes around and yes it's about bill pullman bill pullman but it's really more about her feeling alone and having lost her own family and trying to find another one it's like oh that that is i think the thing that does make it um special as rom-coms go because it 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 emphasizes that it's not just like oh this like magic spark between these two people that it is bigger than that like that was that was very touching i thought the lot the i might have saved your life on the tracks that day but you really saved mine is a genuinely good like rom-com line yes like that's yeah very sweet yeah i'm saying the wedding for all those reasons but also 
when Ashley and her husband show up. Yeah. And Ashley Pete, Martha yeah. Bacon. And Peter yeah. Gallagher in a fucking monotone, just like matter of fact voice goes, oh, that's her husband. That that's is, her husband. That is a man who has seen chaos before. Yeah. This isn't yeah. bothering. He just found out that he was getting lied to by this woman who saved his life <laughs> yep. on the train tracks, is not getting married. Woman is not doesn't have amnesia. Doesn't have amnesia. Woman who <laughs> right. he wasn't dating shows up with her with her husband. And he's just like, cool. This is a fucking Tuesday. For <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> the, also the, um, the, pa- what, I guess the pastor, the efficient, yeah. who is like, when she's like, I object to his objection. Take like, a number line. or something. Yeah. 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 Um, that whole scene. And then again, it goes right into the family cast where everyone's like checking on Midge or like the, the grandmother. And she's just taking, pay- I want a separate release that's just photos that the grandmother took over the sure. course of this Cha- movie. Chaotic. <laughs> just so chaotic. so it's like the roof, like someone's <laughs> yeah. kneecap. Yep. Yeah. And so the mom's then eyes like, are closed in yeah. all of them. You've got the mom being like, oh, Peter, what have you done? Mm-hmm. And then like when she said like, you know, I'm not in love with that. So in love, he's like, yeah, we know. He's like, no, that one. She's like, Jack, what did you do? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that. It's a, it's the perfect, like all the chaos together. Ashley Bartlett Bacon. Caroline, what's the best quote besides the uh the, the mashed potatoes? The mashed potatoes thing. Okay, well, that's that that's fine. That's a me thing. Um let's see. I do love the I'm sick, you're cheating on a vegetable. Um uh, they work the title of the movie into the last line. They do. Um when they ask when I fell in love when we fell in love or when I fell in love with you. It was while you were sleeping. Um I do like the I, I don't I drink anymore. I didn't get that at all. I was like, did they just do that because they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we got to say the line. So that would have well, worked more Peter... when it was Peter Gallagher. Right. No, it was. It was Peter asking when she fell in love with Jack. But why would Peter ask? Like, why? Like, because he was like, what happened? I thought you liked me. She's like, it was while you were sleeping. But did. But did that? Did I miss it? And they had that conversation earlier in the movie. Like it's just no. A, oh, it's just end. it's just the thing at the end. Why yeah. is he fucking talking? Like my sense is Peter is like fuck this. I never should have tried to like get back with my family. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Why you think he's just like hey Sandy Bullock? Let's go have coffee and talk about the horrible two weeks I just had. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. He probably tried to hit on her later. All right, <laughs> fine, sure um let me see i think i like the my actual favorite is probably joe jr doing like hey loose is he bothering you like that whole inner because he's he's doing the lean all of joe jr's quotes yeah he's he does the whole what is the other one that i have written down too where it's like the um it's called paris guy it's from france (laughs) the cologne (laughs) and one of the things that and uh, i think jacqueline texted this too where it was like um when she jumps down onto the tracks after he's like laying there and she's like okay let me see and she's like, oh, god you smell good <laughs> my my favorite joe jr is when he's like i'll move in with you my dad will maybe knock 50 dollars <laughs> off <laughs> 50 bucks <laughs> that one was really good too um, he says something i didn't write it down but she mentions like a, a bra or something is it the black one yes and, and he yes. says and then he says i love black underwears underwears like, plural underwears is so like such a perfect character choice it's like i know everything i need to know about this man because he called them black underwears 
He's like, you're the best looking. Oh, she's the best looking chick in the building. Um, she's like, the you're best the best looking, looking chick on the third floor. floor. Literally, at Joe and Jr. She's is thrilled. perfect. And she's he, so flattered. Yeah, she's. <laughs> And we didn't even talk about the fact that when um, Jack meets him, he's holding a hammer and like working on something I, in his and car, attempting to do something with his car. Yeah, that yes. that was a real red flag. And you just hear him like hitting something. Perfect. No notes. He's no perfect. Notes. Um, oh, Caroline, man. you pointed this out in uh, I think in the group, either you or Jacqueline did uh, that the uh, the most athletic moment in this movie is her rolling Peter Gallagher off the train tracks. Yeah, very, yeah, very, hundred percent. Yeah. How much do you think he weighs in this He's movie? He's at least like 180, 190 probably. Yeah. She just, two two rolls gets him off that track. That's some that's some real like mom lifting car off of toddler <laughs> yeah. type shit. Because she waits real late to like yeah. make a decision. Like clearly he's not waking up. And if he wakes up, he's going to be so confused that he's going to be like, where are we? But, but, like, I also feel like when we first see the train coming, it's like stopped at another station. And, and I'm like, like sees it all happen. I'm like, that guy's got a schedule, Ryan. <laughs> I'm like, just get in your fucking booth and like get on the radio and be like, hey, there's a dude. There's no way you work for the transit authority. And they're like, okay, here's what happens. If someone falls in the track, get in there and fucking barrel <laughs> roll them to the side. 100% not in the documents. No. This is not in the safety plan. No, I guarantee you they say like, get on the radio, pull, like push a button, do some other shit. But oh, you know man, what? Just like it's because she's actually just about that action because she's Annie from Speed and she moved to Chicago and she moved. That's to what Chicago. it is. That's what it is. She's got a yeah. sexual addiction to danger. <laughs> she went on. And that's why she ends up with the man who lives in his truck. She's went a wildcat, man. One date on a, at a Los Angeles Chili's with Jack, decided this was not it, moved to Chicago, <laughs> started right. working for the transit that's authority, right. found some danger another way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny Harris pinch hitter award oh, for best supporting character. Ooh. I've got some nominees. Who's in it too much? Oh man. So Sandy, uh, yeah, Pullman, probably yeah. Peter Gallagher. No, actually, no. He's like he has like two scenes, two or three scenes. Really, he's asleep for most of yeah, it. Yeah, he's asleep. He's asleep for most of it. His eyebrows are doing most of the heavy lifting yeah. in this. That's movie. probably it. Then it's probably just Bullock and Pullman. Yeah, so we're we're leaving right. like the whole family. Whole in. family. Wow, Peter yeah. Boyle. So Boyle and Jack Warden are kind of like a tandem. Yes. Uh, they work very well together. Yeah. I also like Jerry. Yeah. Joe oh Junior shit! Sorry, Joe Junior. It's, it's, what am I it's about? Joe Junior. Uh, it's Joe Junior. Yeah. Yeah. It is Joe Junior. Just again, like a hat tip to the Boyle character. The conversation over Dunkin' Donuts about like he wants to start his own furniture, but like really good. Again, just really quality conversation. The Saul, the conversation out front of the house that Ryan mentioned earlier that like makes you okay with with Sandy keeping up this lie is really good. And then like then he spends the like it seems like it's a really genuine honest conversation he talks about how this family saved him and stuff and then he spends the rest of the movie just running as far away as he can from conflict (laughs) (laughs) but it's but it's joe it's joe jr he's he's amazing in this can i give that bottle of blue nun you got from cousin ornella to my probation officer you see we got some company say hello hello loose Nice, uh, 
sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. Wow. This is tough, you guys. Wow. So, okay, first of all, what is your how hot do you think Peter Gallagher was in this movie? Like, how does he rate for you? Is this the hottest he's been in a film? No. Really? Okay. I think I think Nat like like Palm Springs Peter Gallagher is I think handsomer than 90s Peter Gallagher. He is like wow, north okay. of 65 in Palm Springs. Okay, relax. <laughs> Hold on. For, for, the record, for the record, Kyle is merely stating. <laughs> well, okay, we can even go as far. And you are projecting. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what if I was like Peter Boyle? Oh my god! You know what? That's fine. Wait, wait. Who's all right? Here's a fun game I want to play. Kyle, I need your help okay. with this. Who oh, is god. older? Peter Boyle in this film, or Peter Gallagher in Palm Springs? Okay. <laughs> That's a great All right. question. Okay, Peter Gallagher in Palm Springs, I believe. There, you look up that one, and I'll look up Peter okay. Boyle. Okay, I've got, I've got Gallagher. Okay, so uh, I this we said this movie came out in ninety five. Ninety five. All right, I know how old Peter Boyle was when this okay. came out. Okay, uh, Peter Gallagher in Palm Springs, sixty five years old. Peter Boyle was 60 years old. <laughs> That's absurd. He looks so handsome in Palm Springs. Um, the other one that you could easily throw in there is uh, as Sandy Cohen on the OC. That might be actually his That's like fifth that's like what, 15 years ago or something now? Yeah. Even well, longer? Yeah, not as long ago as 1995. Oh, I, mean, I understand. I understand. Because let's see, he was born in. So he was. Was he 40? No. He was born in. Was he 40? Yeah, he was born in 55, so he was 40. Wow, he was 40 in this movie. He looks younger than that. Yeah. I he. I mean, he looks. He looks really handsome. And like, wait, so are you? Are you telling me that um, Bill Pullman was 42 in this yes. movie? Yes. <laughs> because my, I think my answer is Bill Pullman. This is the movie you talking about this inspired this category. No, it was. <laughs> was it Palm Springs? It was my. Yes, it was the reaction to Peter Gallagher in Palm Springs. Oh, that inspired just this category. Years older than Peter Boylan's. <laughs> like, I'm not proud. Not ashamed either, though. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be way worse. Okay. All right. So, so Peter Gallagher is 63 now or 68. Caroline, you run into him at a Charlottesville Alamo draft house. <laughs> and he's like, hey, do you want to sit next to me during the screening of Ant-Man and the Wasp? And, yeah, I sit next to Peter Gallagher. And then he wants to go to dinner after. Like, how far How far did we take this with 68-year-old Peter yeah. Gallagher? 68-year-old Peter Gallagher? Um, I'll let him buy me dinner. I mean, he's probably he's, he's been, probably doing well. He's probably got some good stories. He's been married since 1983. You monster! <laughs> okay, well, look, that wasn't part of the discussion. <laughs> I might be, I might be wrong. Um, I think he's only 67. He turns uh, 68 in August. Oh, okay. Well, that in that case, that changes everything. That changes everything. <laughs> also, the the bit of him in the poster for Sex Lies and Videotape is essentially all his just his eyebrows, which is yeah. which is a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so it's Pullman for you. And part of this is, look, 
when we talk about attractiveness in these, I take it as a full thing. It's not just the what we look like here, right? And Bill Pullman, That's deep. the vibes, the vibes are 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 what puts him over the edge. Because again, Gallagher spends most of it in a hospital bed in a sure. hospital gown, and his eyebrows are doing ninety percent of the work. Like, and that's you know, and I and he's going against Corduroy's McGee, who's you know, charming up the place. Okay, who's tweed tweeding up the place. It's no, it's 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 difficult. You know, it's a difficult contest. Again, if you told younger me when I first saw this that I would think either one of them were cute. Be like, what is it like being old? Just want to throw a vote out for Sandra Bullock, who in this movie is just oh, she's the cutest. Yeah, so adorable. This is like where. When did like you've got mail and while you're sleeping all that come out? You've got mail is ninety eight, I think. Yeah, that's a little later. Look, I'm uh, like this. Feel I don't know. I would I would have understood her getting an America's Sleep, Sweetheart type. Sleeping title. in Seattle is uh slightly before this. Ninety three because I I listened to the rewatchables. Okay. Bill Pullman's that in that too. Today. So. Yes, I listened to the rewatchables episode the... on that today, which was excellent. Highly recommend. Is that who she's dating? Yes, she's dating she's dating Bill Pullman in uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Meg Ryan is, yeah, and then yeah. in You've Got Mail, she's dating Greg Kinnear. Ah, incredible Greg Kinnear yep. performance. Same vibes. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Um, best time, worst time. I think worst time is it's the easiest worst time ever. Terrible time. Yeah. 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 Terrible time. Yeah, he that's but handsome. But who actually has a good time? The I will also say I think the mother has a pretty bad time. Yeah. Uh son in the hospital has to check his junk to see if he has one testicle, finds out he has yes. one testicle aggressively bonds with Sandra Bullock. Like I think more so than any of the other immediate family members do like super bonds to her is clearly so fucked up when this reveal happens, like is not, no, is not having a good time whatsoever. Um, I think it might be the grandma. She has a great having the best time. Yeah. Cause she's really oblivious to most of the stuff that's happening. She's taking pictures. She's drinking booze. Sure. She's making eggnog. Um, she's reached that or, point where she's just kind of riding it out. Like she's at this point, she's playing yeah. with house money. She's kind of here for a little, you know, for a little drama. Like she seems, seems to be doing fine. I think um, Ashley Bartlett Bacon is actually having a good time in her own way. <laughs> like this is clearly this. Is she lady thrives who, on this. This is a lady who loves drama. <laughs> yeah. You the, can tell. We didn't even talk about the like returning each other's things. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I want the nose yes. back. I mean, like, you gonna take these too? She's <laughs> she's happy when she's fucking pissed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So I think in a weird way, she's having a great time. Yeah. Because just to be clear, she was in Portugal. Yeah. In the winter, she yeah. was she was doing fucking great and she decided, a good you know time. what? I'm gonna upend all this. Also, shout out the confidence level she has is clearly high because she rejected his proposal. Correct. Is married to someone else. Yeah. And then storms back into town from Portugal and is like, you're my fiance. She she leaves. She accepts via answering machine and she does it in the most casual way. Like, like it's a business deal. He proposed and she's like, I've thought it over and the answer. All right. Why not? (laughs) What? I think she says, what the hey? 
Yeah, what the heck? On the answering machine. Have your people send my people papers. Which is a wild thing once you learn this is a proposal she's rejected and she's married. Yes. What the hey is not how you fuck your life up like that. That's well, is there an argument for Lucy? Having Having the best time? Yeah, she she's so stressed. Yeah, she's got way too much anxiety. She's I'm thinking bigger outcomes. But yeah, yeah, she turns out. But but at the end of it, yeah, by the end of it, she's having a great time because she's she's got the tweetiest man clearly in love. The side of the Mississippi. That's right. That's right. She's clearly in love with someone else that she thinks it's not going to work. And that is not a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the only again, the only person she can talk to about is her boss. Yeah. Maybe I mean like the easiest one is like Celeste, her coworker, who has like a kick-ass party. Yeah, and there's like a great drama moment that happens. It doesn't have huge negative repercussions. Yeah, because it can just be this like, oh, it was a misunderstanding, but it wasn't that so funny when everyone thought Lucy was pregnant at my New Year's party. Um, Cel- Celeste not, has a lot of fa- uh, friends, which seems like a good time. Yeah, Celeste looks like she's loaded it up, man. Yeah. She seems to like her job. She's friends with Lucy. She's got. A- seemingly nice place yeah we're just having this big party uh i would also say no i think grandma's a good pick frankly yeah, I think yeah. she just it's she's... too stressed with the right like, avoidance situation. um it's not worst time i will say one of the saddest moments i've ever seen in a movie is early in this when sandy bullock is putting she puts some uh milk in a bowl for her cat and she dips an Oreo in the milk. And it's the saddest, most pitiful fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn... It's... Like, I understand it's a clean bowl. The cat is not actively drinking out of yeah. it. But it, I almost stopped the movie. I was like, this is the bottom. This is, <laughs> yeah. I, you are watching a woman at the absolute fucking bottom right now. So this now. is not when I say that I've had that dinner before? <laughs> I, it's not that it's, it's not, not the what dinner the dinner itself. is. It's the dipping. Okay, good, it's good, the, good. It's the dipping of the Oreo <laughs> into the cat bowl milk. It's yeah, the that's saddest, bad. grossest yeah. thing I've seen in a but long time. But there were definitely some moments where I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like looking into a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of a cat, it's two dogs. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, <laughs> worst, all right, worst time, Caroline. <laughs> this uh, this category is probably obvious. The Keith Morrison Award for what would be the Dateline episode from this, this movie? Is, this is this is uh, this could have gone south see. in multiple ways. Yeah, so I think the the angle I was thinking is the uh, Peter Callahan was on his way to work Christmas Day. Things did not go as planned, and then mm-hmm. they would get crazy first he ended up in the train tracks next was the stranger there to help him or was there a more elaborate scheme at play Whoa, uh, tonight on dateline <laughs> while you be- were sleeping <laughs> before you even get to the bigamy i know <laughs> but then who would show up see Peter's i think amnesia she wasn't alone or foul play I- I think I think the 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 Dateline version of this would be an investigation into uh, the Callahan Company and whether they're actually <laughs> killing all these people to get their furniture. 
at first it seemed like normal occurrences in the neighborhood. The venom of the state was too good to be true. <laughs> but then one noticed that every time Callahan and son showed up, there was something mysterious about How did Peter Boyle that. enjoy such a life of luxury <laughs> buying the furniture of his dead neighbors? <laughs> and where did he get that tweet? He coat? said the jacket was vintage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. <laughs> this, I can't believe that we haven't gotten like a million emails being like, stop, you weirdos. <laughs> was it pre-owned or was it premeditated? <laughs> <laughs> Did Jack live in his truck? <laughs> when he told Jack, you'd have to tip pry this jacket off my cold, dead body, he took that to heart. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> then we heard from Jerry, her it's, boss. It's the Christmas time murders. <laughs> whose mother died under very mysterious circumstances. <laughs> It's not often that someone's intestines explode. <laughs> the night on Dateline. I'm Keith Morrison. <laughs> I like that he gets sleepy at the end here. <laughs> oh god. Oh my. Are you smiling? No, I'm terrified. <laughs> Excellent work. Roster moves. Who would you replace with Airbud? Joe Jr. <laughs> she opens the closet door and Airbud has the heel in his mouth. Yeah, humping it, basically. Joe Jr. is like holding the natural, a hammer in his mouth. The natural trying to like, um, I think you could also go Peter Gallagher. <laughs> she can't be in love with the dog. What, all these rules now, huh? And, and the dog is a human brother? What is yeah. here? Like, what, what, don't... what if? And, and the dog paid for a boot job? <laughs> <laughs> this is nonsense. What if, uh, what if Airbud. knows Bud... the dog only has one testicle? <laughs> what if, what if Airbud is Saul and they have that heart to heart where Saul That'd says, I, I try to keep my smoking out of the house? Oh, wait, we're missing the obvious one. Airbud is the the coworker who comes to visit and is all about the basketball accident. Like that's the whole thing. If you're like Airbud's oh, like yeah. I bit off his testicle. He's playing three on three with Airbud, you'd be like, Yeah, man, you know, buyer beware. I don't Look, know. Look, shit happens. Is. I got teeth. Yeah. Oh my god. He, he fouls hard. That's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> he owns the paint. <laughs> Airbud plays fucking dirty, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, those are all good. The big chill. Um, this one I would say has a definitive. I feel like the train station proposal is like a a big chill rom com get together moment. That or well, I don't know if it's big chill or like big sadness. Her, I really think that like the you saved my life thing is a very sweet that is a very sweet that's like the sweetest moment to me because again it's not all about just jack it's like the whole family and like the impact that they had um but yeah the uh i'm sorry i'm a sucker for it the ring in the token thing it works you know that's a job that doesn't exist anymore right (laughs) i assume well while i was watching it i was like this seems like a very impractical system yeah do like those are like range tokens 
That's what they like, look like. Yes, that's that's correct. That's so correct. Yes. Do you just have like bucket, please? Do you have like a bag of these things, or do you get one each day, or like how does this? I have so many questions. Why they thought this was a good. System. I like. I like that you are. You sound the same as like a college freshman having to be told how like snail mail works. <laughs> Like this is the same level well, they just, of like, incredulity. Carry stickers around and right. put them on and notes. stickers are worth money. <laughs> People can my coffee out. For and what? you have to put like a street and the name. Why can't you just put the name? <laughs> That's how email works. Touche. Well, what is some of the other stuff that you're just like? You remembered people's phone numbers. I was talking. I I I was talking to somebody on a different podcast the other day about how like. When I assume when we were all children, our parents had to go to the bank all the fuck like you couldn't go more than two weeks without having to physically go to a bank. Oh, yeah, there was like because you had a check that and you had to take it to the bank. It was useless to you at home. There was no mobile deposit. Oh, you needed cash. Yeah, we used to have to send because we had USAA. And so we'd have to like fill out. There were the little forms in the back of the checkbook. And when those ran out, you had to like order, like try when you got new and you just like add, put them in the little blocks and like yeah. add it all up and you sign yeah. the back of the checks and for deposit only. And you put them in one of the prepaid envelopes and send it to USAA. And in like six to seven business weeks, you like, yes. <laughs> I, I had a check your recently money in your account. that I couldn't deposit. Like I, the mobile deposit wasn't working and I called yeah. them. And they were like, well, can you go to a branch? Can you, you know, you can you go to the branch? And I was like, listen, that's just not something we're going to do. Like, not- <laughs> <laughs> like, you need I- to, I will send you a picture of this. You need to make this happen. <laughs> that, that was I'm it. Not, I was I'm like, not- I'm not Marty McFly. This is like, <laughs> Calm down. There, I'm not going to. A I have, I have my phone camera and I have this check in yep. my hand. And I'm talking to you. <laughs> what do we need to do, Deborah? To make it work. Yeah, I am. I am 31 years old. I don't need. I don't need the lollipop they have there anymore. No, like, I mean I do. I, I, I would I, love look, it. I would love I'll it. tell you what though. If if you could, if you sent me to one that has one of those air tubes, they don't have those anymore. They are got we out of that. the air tubes? Yeah, the air tubes are done, man. That was the best part. Yeah, I remember as a kid. That's and then they'd send the dum dums back yeah. in the in air the tube. air tube. Yeah, yeah. like and we kids are, these we, days don't know the magic no. of that. Kids these days don't even like one of a threat. So winter break here lasted entirely too long to the point where I threatened my <laughs> oldest one day with like I'm going to make you watch TV the way I used to watch TV, which is to say. You watch whatever is on whenever the broadcaster has decided, and it includes commercials. And she looked so at me. So, how she with like this, the fugitive? She, <laughs> she looked at me, Kyle, with this face of disgust and said, I just won't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea, like, when you missed an episode of something, yeah, it was gone forever. Yeah. Well, le- well so there was, this, there was this stat about, um, the Super Super Bowls have been like 31 of the 32 most watched television broadcasts ever in the U.S. And the one exception, Dallas, tell me it was Dallas. It's the Mash finale. Oh, damn it! And Ro- uh, Roger Sherman was like, "What? The, like he's like, what was so fucking great about Mash?" And I forget who it was. Somebody responded. It was basically like, "Dude, there were like five television channels, and they all sucked. And Mash was awesome compared to everything else. Of course, everybody watched Mash. Yeah." It was God. 
We're so old. Alan Alda, man. And multiply that by yeah. living overseas and having one channel in English. So like, sure. I watched, I was a big St. Louis Rams fan because wow. we were living Great, in greatest show on turf. Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Because it was Same. 95 to 2000. We were yeah. living in Germany yeah. and they would show you one game per time block. Right. And they would show you ones that were good. So, I mean, I watched, I still, I'm obsessed with Tori Holt and Isaac Bruce. Um, I did when I played Madden every single time I was running the like safety blitz with Adam Archuleta. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking like Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. Like that was just like I was. My dad was like, "You will badmouth Mike Martz at your own peril." <laughs> yeah, like I was very serious about the Rams. No connection. To- my dad's like, "Like, what are we doing here?" Was Snow's like, "I will die for them." The only thing more crooked um, than the plot of this movie is Tori Holt's fingers. <laughs> no one runs crossing routes like Bruce and Tori Holt did in those days. The, uh, Best duo in the league. The the concept of watching being being overseas and having like all the channels being a different language. Whenever we do Oceans Twelve, I am spending twenty minutes talking about Brad Pitt and George Clooney watching an episode of Happy Days in Italian. And when, while drinking wine at like three o'clock in the morning and George Clooney yeah. having wine, this guy doing Fonzie is incredible. <laughs> Look, it was, you know, you did what you had to do. Remember, the other thing that's crazy to tell kids now is like, when you made plans with someone, those were the plans. Sure. You could not change them because right. you literally could not get a hold of them. Right. And you had to go to the place that you said when you were going to be there. Right. Like, and was, if they didn't show up, it. they might have fallen on the train tracks and are now in a car. Yeah, like, yep. yep. You wouldn't know for weeks because yep. how are you going to get in touch yeah. with them? Well, yeah. on that note, let's do before more restore prequel, sequel, remake. <laughs> okay. okay. So I, while I would like a sequel just cause like, I want to know what Christmas was like at the Callahan house the next year, have a lot of questions. <laughs> would love to see it. Is Peter even going? No, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think he okay, ever sees right. them again. I think right. like, yeah. yeah, there's just no, no way. Um, <laughs> what does this look like in 2023? If it's remade, it's, it's, it, I don't know how you can do it with social media and with, I was going to say, there's gotta be, there's a social media component to it. And maybe it's a, one of the people is like, I think you can. Media I, I think you can get away with that because, like, most of the people who are asking, who are like, have reason to know, are old. Like, his parents are old. His grandmother is old. His godfather is old. His brother's the only one. And I think if you play that as like, oh, I'm just a simple blue collar man who lives. And in I my don't truck. have. I don't yeah. have the Facebook. <laughs> I live in my like, truck. I don't have Insta face. Like, yeah, I think you can. I think you can play that effectively enough that I, I that you can sort of say like, oh yeah, like Peter Gallagher for sure falls onto the tracks doing a TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> the the family Folks, this, you're getting the extra like it's it's like now 12 20 I, I mean the main problem is oh my god ma- it's 12 20 <laughs> the main problem with moving this mo- yeah sorry i had no no you're fine i just was say now you're also getting tired giggles from this me is which good. is like everything is funnier the main problem is that sandy bullock's job does not exist in 2023 oh. like she just doesn't have that job anymore also i was thinking about this earlier so this family is obviously struggles mightily with discerning the truth and fact checking this would not be a good media climate for this family to exist in no they yeah 
Yeah. Which is, which mm-hmm. is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're all just completely off the grid, or Peter Gallagher's, like, maybe Peter Gallagher is in Jared Leto's cult, and, like, they're doing, you know, the the, the offshore thing. I mean, the only... Maybe he's Jared Leto. Maybe Jared Leto <laughs> plays, plays this part. Peter Gallagher yeah. plays... Yeah. The the um, best thing about COVID is I know what what a sentence was Jared Leto coming <laughs> back to the world after a month and discovering that we've been in a pandemic for weeks and having no idea. Yeah. The yeah, best. and then he and then he said it's morbid time. <laughs> it's morbid time. Was a normal reaction. Um hospital security is also way tighter. Like I feel like you're not getting through the hospital doors just because somebody overhears you say, Oh, we're gonna get married. Gonna get okay. Married. I feel they're like yeah, because this that. movie changed the trajectory of hospital security for. You know. That's what it was. It, yeah. it was it was this and the fugitive. As yeah. you <laughs> God, when are we doing the fugitive? Um, when are we doing like a month that's like fugitive Air Force One? <laughs> when are we getting? When are we getting all horned up <laughs> When do we have the discussion on which horny president horny Harrison month? Yeah, that's what oh. it is. Yeah. <laughs> um you tell me when i'm there also doctors and nurses in this movie have a lot of free time to just overhear what's going on have a little new year's party i was gonna I th- say i think i also texted kyle and jacqueline i was like i hope just the entire medical staff is just getting hammered yeah can hammered. you drink I'm- on call no, no absolutely not. No. i'm sure that was like grape juice or whatever sparkling grape juice are you right? sure like it was the night no i'm not sure <laughs> they were getting turned <laughs> they were getting fucked up. Also, they kept one person like sober to do um injections. I, I just said like it's the nineties, like it's like the nineteen twenties. Like, like <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, where yeah. look, goes. we used to walk straight to gates at at, at airports. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and keep our shoes on the whole time. Uh, I mean, yeah. What is it now the That's the thing? Nine like, eleven made us like airport security and you can't drink in hospitals anymore. Those are the two <laughs> things. <laughs> Those are the two things, the two results. The freedoms they took from us. <laughs> repercussions. Um man, I would I would watch a remake of this though, if they could figure out how to do it. Hundred percent. Who are we I, casting us? It would be hard Lewis to Pullman. find so like it, it would be hard to find something, I think, uh people who can play these roles as well. Cause I think Caroline is right. Sandy Bullock really threaded that needle of like mousy unkempt sort of like oh ma'am get your life together i would and, buy yeah i would buy zoe deutsch in this i was role. just about to say it's zoe deutsch glenn powell is peter gallagher and miles teller is, is lewis pullman <laughs> <laughs> you could just have lewis pullman be lewis pullman okay so lewis pullman <laughs> while i love him in uh in maverick and in uh bad times at the el royale is just not doesn't give off the same vibes as Bill Pullman. Yeah, he doesn't. It's the charm thing. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, sticking with the only people I cast for things are people from um, Top Gun. Monica, the Monica Barbaro rom com that was that came out on Paramount Plus, adorable. I hope she's in more things. And but she's she's potentially too. It's like the Demi Moore thing where she's potentially too. Just strong. She's. <laughs> She's, she's awesome. I, I wasn't paying good enough attention when the initial, this is forever ago, when the trailer for um, Top Gun Maverick dropped. And I was like, is Katie Nolan in this movie? <laughs> yes! She does look like her. And then, then I was like, oh, oh wait, man. that doesn't make sense. You're an idiot. What if, uh, I want her to be in everything. What if in the Long remake, Timothy Chalamet is Peter Gallagher and Dave Bautista is... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> the tricky part is, um, and I don't know how to say this gently. <laughs> Bill Pullman is is uh, approachably not handsome in a yes. way that you can't get away with in rom coms these no. days. Like you have to be yeah. just like oh, stunningly handsome to 100%. be the lead. In this. Yeah. Look, maybe controversial take. Same thing with Tom Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks. No, Tom Hanks true. is not like in these movies. You're not like, damn, Correct. damn Tom. Correct. Like you know, it's the it's the approachable is the perfect word for it. Yes, like it's it's well, the, and, and you're right. Like it, what it leads to is a movie where you're like, oh, I like like this person as a yes. well rounded yeah character, like. At no point in this movie are you like, I hope Bill Pullman takes his shirt off. Let's see that cake. <laughs> I, again, right before we started recording, I was watching the second training montage in Creed 2. Just yelling about the Florian, whatever his name is, who goes by Big Nasty. Who plays Drago's son. Yeah, you can't, like, That's that's not like... You know the vibes. It's totally because Harry when Harry met Sally is the same yeah. thing. It's it's the approachable person that you know and would literally have interactions with, right. as opposed to like you're not this running is the hottest into, man in the world. I, I think yeah, I said this like, last week that we're not trying to watch Billy Crystal fuck. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one, Bill Pullman takes off his shirt and he's got like a mark, like a tattoo for every senior citizen. He's snuffed out with a pillow. <laughs> That's right. It's like, holy shit, he's got 78 tally marks. What the fuck? <laughs> and it turns out this is Red Dragon we've been watching the whole time. <laughs> he takes off his shirt and has like another flannel underneath it. You're like, I don't understand. Um, This is totally, now you've made me think about this. Why is Forget Paris a movie that we made? <laughs> oh, that, that's what, isn't that where Billy Crystal is like the basketball ref? He's an NBA ref. <laughs> this is a movie that is not just that he's a basketball ref. There are like 15 famous basketball players in this movie. There are multiple scenes where like Charles Barkley is in this movie. That is ostensibly about Billy Crystal and Deborah Winger having like a mostly failed relationship. I don't understand what happened at that point. We just had a Why lot of money this, in the 90s. The f- yeah. First movie that pops up on his known for. Forget Paris? Yes. Like when you type Billy Crystal into IMDb. It says Billy Crystal actor Joe Mantegna is in this. Here, here's, oh, God here's damn it, Caroline's going to watch this tonight. She's going to stay up here's all night. Here's who appears <laughs> in Forget Paris as themselves. Marv Albert, Bill Walton, Charles Barkley, David Robinson, Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson, Paul Westfall, Sean Elliott, Patrick Ewing, Tim Hardaway, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Lambeer, Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen, Charles Oakley, Kurt Rambis, oh John Starks, Isaiah Thomas, Spud Webb, Rush Limbaugh and David Sanborn, which, is not, which are not the last two are not where I thought that was gonna go. Known NBA player Rush Limbaugh. We need, but like, listen, ugh. we need Charles Oakley in more rom coms first and foremost. Yes, agree. And Chris Mullen. Yeah. <laughs> what I think, what I think, what I think, romance. I think Chris Mullen. <laughs> Charles Oakley just beating the fuck out of senior citizens. Yep. I don't care if you're not dead. I'm taking this Ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this Ottoman. This credenza's mine. 
Oh my god! It's way too late. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. This, this was this was great. Uh, I'm glad, Caroline. I'm glad we finally did this, Ryan. As yes, always, thanks always for humoring me. It's my fave. What did I say we're gonna do next? Oh, I said we're gonna do color of money. We, we need That's to do. Yes. We need to do color of money. So I have seen color of money. I haven't seen the sting. Do I need to see the sting? Well, if you want to see. The the sting is good, but it's not the one that's the prequel or that the, is connected. Oh no! I think, I, wait, um, I've seen the sting. The hustler is the the, the hustler. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the I sting. don't think you need. No, I don't think you, you can if you want to. It's a good movie, but like I don't think it's like oh, if you don't watch it, you won't get the other one. What's the other one we need to do? Is the the hockey one? Sudden death. Sudden, Sudden death. death. Sudden oh death yeah. Is still on yeah, list. we need, yeah. need to do. Yeah, Sudden we got death. a list of yeah, we got a list of ones. So. Yeah, perfect. This was perfect. Can't wait, Ryan. Where can the folks follow you? Um, in Caroline's mentions, that's a real thing. <laughs> this causing trouble, probably. <laughs> Caroline, where can the folks follow you? <laughs> At CW Darnie <laughs> on Twitter, being harassed by Ryan. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support the show, patreoncom sports. We'll be back next week to wrap up Romcom Month. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.